Pirate Radio Live. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's me, Amanda Garcia. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Hurry, we're going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on... 1250 9 30 online pr927fm.com and hopefully you're seeing all this on facebook live and youtube as dude the duck is waddled ducks waddle waddling around the studio uh looking for a happy home and i think he just found one as we're going to talk some woody's baseball to kick off today's show and tell you what's going on out at historic granger stadium all baseball season we'll get to that in a moment we'll talk some o's baseball and major league baseball coming up later on in hour number one with mark brown camdenchat.com he'll join us orioles and a's tonight right here on pirate radio hour two mully will join us mike mullis talk some pirate baseball ecu in action tonight against old dominion pirates back inside the top 10 in the d1 baseball poll and baseball america so we will talk about that and more recap the masters with mike mullis at the five o'clock in the third hour of today's show we'll talk to former ecu tight end bryce williams recap the spring with bryce we'll hear from mike houston deontay johnson and uh, talk some football with bryce williams got all that on the way on today's program shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt and i am joined in studio from the down east wood ducks uh by maddie mehan mehan who joins us hello maddie hello. good to see you hi and you have a big furry friend to your left dude is here with us what up dude hey hey good to see you uh so down east wood ducks got underway last week and uh maddie you're here to talk about all the great things going on with the woodies so uh first of all uh you got two games in i guess and uh weather took out one of them but how was the start to the season at granger stadium last week we had a really good opening night we had we sold over two thousand tickets we did our giveaway. We had post-game fireworks. The game didn't end how we want, but it was a really good turnout. Awesome. Good to hear. And now the Woodies are on the road uh, this week in Augusta before returning home coming up on the 18th. So that'll be next Tuesday uh, to face the Carolina Mudcats. Uh, so uh, what uh, big events, promotions, that's what minor league baseball is all about, right? So uh, what do you have on the horizon that folks can be excited about this this season? So specifically our next homestand, we're doing fireworks next Friday, the 21st, and then we're doing a clear bag giveaway that Saturday. Um, every Saturday we have some sort of giveaway and we have seven fireworks shows throughout the season. So we're excited for all of those. We were supposed to have one last Saturday that obviously got rescheduled and that's a Kinston retro themed jersey that we're super excited about as well. Awesome. Uh, I am a fan of minor league hats. I have 
maybe five or six uh variations of the wood ducks hat uh amongst others so uh first of all are we rocking the collard green jerseys uh in 2023 that you know of we are so we're gonna wear them for two separate homestands so it'll be the collard greens for a friday saturday and then later friday and saturday all right do you know and this uh, i'm a hat head the uh copa hats that the team wears i have the luchador avocado deal um which is awesome is that coming back for this season yeah so we're gonna do a three um game stint where the avocados this season all right so same logo same Mm -hmm. jerseys okay those are really cool and uh popular i was at it might have been east i was out somewhere in public and i saw a kid uh wearing the jersey out the you know and and people love that kind of stuff so uh what any other fun uh i don't know hats uh jerseys uh stuff like that going on yeah so our last homestand actually uh in september we're doing an ecu friday and saturday so we'll have two ecu themed giveaways that are oh, partnered cool. with us awesome um dude i guess i have to, if you have a question for dude you can get it in he can only answer yes or no questions though dude are you excited about wood ducks baseball this season all right uh, that's a confirmed yes can you think of anywhere else you'd rather be than Granger Stadium this summer? <laughs> That's a no. Very good. All right. Good answers, dude. Um, Maddie, tell us about yourself. Uh, how did you get involved with the Down East Wood Ducks? And yeah. what is your uh, title with the so Wood Ducks? So I'm the marketing manager. This will be my second season with the Wood Ducks. Actually, I started last March. Um, I came from Kansas City, Missouri. So about a 17 and a half hour trek over here to Eastern North Carolina. Um, this was my first time in North Carolina um, as well, so that was a whole new experience. But, yeah, I graduated with my undergraduate degree from Mizzou in sports management, got my master's in marketing from University of Texas, Dallas, wanted to get into, you know, minor league baseball, and the Wood Ducks just happened to be the fit. That's awesome. Uh, I know several Mizzou grads. Uh, we had one on just a week or so ago, Chris Haymeyer with the Campbell Fighting Camels uh, joined us on the show. So that's cool. And, uh so you are in year two, you said? Yep, this will be my second season. How are you uh, enjoying Eastern North Carolina so far? I love it. I love being able to go to the beach. Um, you know, when you're in Missouri, that's a whole planned trip. But here, you can pick up one day and say, let's go to the beach and hang out. And I really enjoy that. And everyone's super friendly. Awesome. How about the uh, the local food? Are you like, uh, you got Southern food on your menu now? Are you barbecue, all that stuff? See, I have a hard time with the North Carolina barbecue. Uh, the vinegar is not my cup of tea, but people around here love it. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, so, Maddie uh, Meehan with the Down East Wood Ducks joining us uh, on the road this week and getting ready for a big homestand with the Carolina Mudcats starting next week. Uh, for folks that, uh, I don't know, are, are kind of on the fence, I mean, it's a great family-friendly environment. Uh, great thing to do with the kids, especially once they're out of school and you'll have a lot of games coming up this summer. But uh, just a fun night to get out, watch some live baseball, right? Yep, it's a lot of fun. And so we do a lot of between-inning games. So we have lots of things where kids and young adults and even parents get to get on the field and you know get to be a part of the action. So it's a lot of fun out at Granger Stadium. Awesome. Um, I saw a tweet. It might have been this offseason or it might be going back to last year, but you were looking for um, – national anthem singers are you still looking for anthem singers you got everybody lined up for this year yeah so our goal obviously is to have a national anthem singer every um home game we've actually had some people do it on the guitar the trumpet oh nice we even have a guy do it on the harmonica 
So <laughs> anyway, you can do the national anthem. We're here for it. You just shoot me an email at mmehan at woodduckspaceball.com. Send me a video of you singing the national anthem, and we'd love to have some more people out there. All right, so that's M M E E H A N. All right, and uh, if you have a talent, whether it be singing, playing an instrument, uh, however you want to do it, Chandler, you uh, expressed interest in potentially doing this, right? Well, no, I actually wanted me and you to do it—a uh, duet, like a duet. I don't know. I think uh, I people think it, love us singing together. Do they? I, I believe so. I don't know uh but you know maybe we could do that do the something like that how about a uh you got ceremonial first pitches anything like that planned for this year yep we got lots of that so you know you guys got to come out and throw out a first pitch we can see who can throw better and see if either one of you can throw a strike i'm down i love now, a good, i do i, I, I love probably should have the yips because i remember yeah. i told you last week i hit a kid uh my brother played for a little league baseball travel team i was throwing bp to him hit a kid and i haven't been able to throw a baseball any good since that so. ended your throwing career yes that did that well what better way life. to get back out there than in front of thousands at granger stadium and try to throw a strike <laughs> I know. that'd be fantastic what could go wrong <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so back home next tuesday uh once again run over uh some of the events some of the uh designated games and what fans can expect yeah, so Wednesdays we do Wine Down Wednesday and Winning Wednesday, so half off wine. And then if you come to a Wednesday game and we win the next home Wednesday game, you can use that ticket and get in for free. Thursday, we got Thirsty Thursday, so we have $2 Bush Lights, Natty Lights, and $2 Peanuts. Fridays, we do some giveaways and sometimes fireworks, and that's also Mother Earth Friday. So if you bring in a Mother Earth beer, you get a discounted ticket, and we have beer specials for mother earth in the stadium and then saturday is pepsi saturday we do a giveaway every saturday and then sunday's dogs and dogs day so you can bring your dog to the ballpark and get dollar hot dogs and you'll uh i guess once the giveaway once you're a few days out you'll post what the giveaway is going to be and everything online yeah like so that. we have um our schedule up on our okay. website with all of them but then the week of the game we'll actually post pictures of what the giveaways look like awesome all right um did you I mean, I don't think you grew up in, what did you say, Missouri? Mm. And said, I want to go work in Kinston, North Carolina one day. So, like, was baseball always in your plans, minor league baseball? Or, you know, how did, was that something you wanted to do growing up? So, I knew I wanted to work in sports. Um, and then I actually got my master's degree during COVID. You know, not a great time to try to get into sport. Mm. Um, but I honestly just started applying to any and everything that I saw. And I found the wood ducks i applied and you know i met with john and janelle interviewed with them loved it they said hey we'd love to come have you work at the wood ducks and i said sure i'll move to kinston north carolina <laughs> let's do it why not <laughs> uh yeah got into that during covid when it looked like sports was all going to come to an end that was probably that as a sports radio talk show host i was a little concerned during that time yeah. what am i supposed to talk about there's nothing going on uh but we came out on the other side and it's great to see it's crazy to think about all those sporting events without fans now that we see these packed arenas packed to paul parks right yeah i'm happy happy we got fans back it makes the experience better for obviously the fans getting to be there and for the players and having that atmosphere that home environment that you didn't get to have during covid and dude i know you're excited to have fans packed and all the kids yeah he's due to wake dude. up yeah dude's good he's chilling dude, he's, wake up it's like his um you know the duck on top of the water looks so calm mm -hmm. 
but dude's feet are just kicking the entire time. <laughs> yeah. He's doing a lot of work over here. Going on below. Yeah, you can't tell, but he is working hard in the corner <laughs> over there in our studio. All right, um, Maddie, anything else we need to know today? Come out to as many Wood Ducks games as you can. Um, we'd love to have everyone. We obviously have fireworks and giveaways all season. Like I said, we're doing ECU-themed giveaways at the uh, end of our season, which is the beginning of September. We're just looking forward to a really good season. Just in time for football season. That'll yep. be good, the, uh, the ECU giveaways. Uh, speaking of giveaways, I think we got some tickets, right? Yes, we do. We got, I believe, two tickets to a Wood Ducks game. And also, I think the, the clear bag that yes. she was talking about earlier and some awesome koozies, some jersey koozies. We got a goodie well, bag? So. Yeah, so last um, Friday we gave away jersey koozies. Oh, those are sweet. Yeah, uh, because of the bad weather, you know, unfortunately we weren't able to give away all of them. So our ne- first Thursday, Thursday, so next Thursday, we're going to give away the rest. Um, but it's just, it's for a bottle and it has, you know, number 23 on the back and looks just like our white jerseys. Those are cool. Very cool. Uh, Maddie, thanks for hanging out. Enjoyed it. Dude, great to see you. Uh, we'll see you in Kinston. Uh, this season as the Down East Wood Ducks will be in action. They're on the road tonight and the remainder of the week at Augusta, but they'll be back home uh, for six games against the Carolina Mudcats next Tuesday through next Sunday. So a lot of opportunities to go out and see the Wood Ducks play at historic Granger Stadium. All right, Maddie, dude, uh, thank you all. And if you need anything from us, let us know. Awesome. Thank you. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Come back when we return. We'll talk more baseball. This time, the Major League Variety with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, as we will talk some O's, some Major League Baseball, and also get you ready for ECU and Old Dominion. A lot of baseball talk on today's program. Back with more after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, awesome to have Dude in the house uh, along with Maddie Meehan talking Down East Wood Ducks baseball back home for a homestand against the Mudcats starting next Tuesday. We got some tickets, uh, a clear bag, and some awesome bottled jersey koozies uh, to give away coming up later on in today's program. We'll talk some pirate baseball uh, coming up um, later on this hour and in hour number two as they have Old Dominion on the docket coming up 6 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. But right now, we'll go out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk some O's baseball with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Orioles, a winner last night over the A's. They got him again tonight right here on Pirate Radio. Mark, appreciate you coming back on to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? 
Cliff, I'm doing pretty good. I hope you're well as, as, as well. Yes, sir. Doing well. And uh, the O's doing pretty well to start uh, this season. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good week with the uh, A's there in Camden Yards. First question, Mark, and we joined the O's last night in progress uh, because we had a show that ran from six to seven i see these 6 35 uh, start times in baltimore is that new uh, i was used to a clean seven o'clock start but have they uh changed the times for these uh home games at night in baltimore well basically they started trying to do it in 2020 and then you know COVID happened um so they, they've been trying to do it for a few years and things keep having them not do it but it's going to be weeknight games april may and september so basically i guess the idea is uh, you know, when the kids are still at school, they're kind of going to have the game start a little bit earlier in hopes that maybe more families with kids will be able to go uh, to those games or perhaps even just, you know, watch on TV or listen on the radio or whatever, which combined with the new pitch clock, face of play, all that kind of stuff initiatives, I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant difference if you're starting the game 30 minutes earlier and now the games are maybe 20 minutes faster on average. So. I don't know what a difference that's going to end up making as far as the kind of um, stated goal, but that seems to be what they're hoping for. It, it's weird for me also. Uh, yesterday was the first one that was at that time. Uh, it's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, and uh, okay, you gave me a good reason for it, so I'll take that, and uh, that explains why the 6.35 start time rather than the, I guess, traditional 7.05, 7.10 start time that we're used to seeing. Uh, O's picking up a win against the A's last night, and uh, you better get those against the A's, right? You want to make sure you you at least beat up on the teams lesser than, and uh, I think everybody can just about consider Oakland that this year in the AL, right? Yeah, I mean, rather famously, last year's Orioles were hampered in a big way because they went 1-5 and five against the Detroit Tigers, who I believe won 66 games last year. So, you know, that was a team the Orioles needed to be able to take care of business against, and they were not able to do it last year, even after they kind of improved in the second half of the season. They still ended up getting swept by the Tigers in the second half of the season. So, uh, you know, I guess one early test for are the Orioles going to be able to kind of avoid that fate this year is are they going to be able to take care of business against a presumed to be bad team like the Athletics? Talking to Mark Brown, came to chat.com. So far this year, the O's lost a frustrating series uh, against the Red Sox that should have, could have won if you catch a fly ball there. And then when you lose two straight to Boston, you go out to Texas, who got off to that great start against Philly. Uh, to win that series felt pretty big, Mark, to kind of get back on track a little bit. You lose that series to the Yankees, but trying to get back over 500 with three more games to go against Oakland and uh, by the end of this week could be looking pretty good. But yeah, that was a weird flip from that two straight losses to Boston. You should have won one of those for sure, but then picking up two wins in Texas uh, was big for this team. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster early on. I guess maybe it's going to be like that all year. Um, that's better than a lot of alternatives where none of the games really matter, so you're just kind of sinking to the bottom rather than going up and down. So, I mean, I don't know where it's going to settle down. Obviously, it's only been 10 games out of a 162-game season. And, um, you know, it, it's it's just been really wild because the Orioles could have very easily have been like 0-3 out of that opening series in Boston, and they also could have very easily been 2-1. and And it's just, it seems like every game just kind of hinges on, like, 
one moment, and the Orioles are just going to need to have more of them where they come out on top of the moment than than where they, they kind of fail. How about the start of the season for Adley Rushman and, and got off to a great start game one against Boston and uh, has still uh, continued that, hitting 375 here on the young season already with three home runs, seven RBIs for him this year and uh, and six walks. Uh, he is looks like second uh, in walks on the team behind Gunnar Henderson. So how about uh, Rushman? And I, I believe I saw an article where uh, they had MVP beside his name. And, again, you can throw that out for a lot of guys at this point in the season. But a heck of a start for the young catcher. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, anytime you have a catcher who's a great hitter and also good at catching, that guy's probably always going to be an MVP contender. And pretty much every Orioles fan was hoping that Rutschman would be able to kind of ascend to that level this season over the full season. And for anyone who got their hopes up for that even a little bit, which includes me, the fact that he had, like, he came out with the five hits on opening day, and I was almost, like, immediately announcing his uh, his presence and – you know, he hasn't been collecting five hits every day since then, but uh, still, as you said, sitting 375 so far in the young season. So it's not like he just had one hot game that's powered him to that. He's he's really been consistently doing well through this first week and a half or so. Leads the Orioles with three home runs uh, so far, and it's uh, it's just it's been it's been great to see. And I hope he's able to keep something like this up because the Orioles really could use. Uh, a consistently elite hitter to to help them uh, in their quest for getting back into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I know those fans are hoping Cedric Mullins can be that guy. He's gotten off to a slow start this year. You see him and Gunner Gunner Henderson near the bottom uh, of some of the offensive categories there. Ryan Mountcastle joining Adley Rutschman at the top of a lot of those offensive categories, and Adam Frazier hitting the ball uh, as well. How about the lineup, Mark? Who's going good right now? Who needs to pick it up for, for Baltimore to have success? Well, as you said, Mullins and Henderson are two of the ones who are kind of scuffling so far. In addition, Anthony Santander, he's only uh, he's only got a 550 OPS so far this season and has yet to hit a home run in 40 at bats. Which, considering he uh, he had more than 30 last year, the, you know it's it's kind of disappointing to see him not even on the board yet. But by the same token, there's guys who are hitting well that I didn't expect to hit well, namely. Adam Fraser, as you said, and also Jorge Mateo, neither of whom hit very well at all last year. So that's kind of balancing it out for now. I think it's likely that at least Mateo and maybe also somebody like Ramon Urias are going to be hitting a little bit worse as time goes along. So all we can hope for is that at least two out of three of that uh, Mullen, Santander, and Henderson group is hitting better by the time some of these guys with um, less track record of great hitting or even good hitting really kind of fall back at, down to earth a little bit more. How, uh, let's talk about the pitching, Mark, and uh, how's it gone so far for the O's? I know wins and losses is a overrated stat uh, in baseball, but Kyle Gibson uh, started game one, 3-0 and uh, right now for Baltimore. He sure is, and, you know, he's on, on. he's averaging over six innings per start, which is pretty much what the Orioles signed him in hopes that he would be able to do. Uh, he wasn't really great in his first start, if you only look at the results. But also, that series in Boston, there was a, a whole lot of weird stuff going on with the outfield defense for the Orioles. And Gibson was kind of victimized by some of that on the opening day game as well, which the Orioles ended up winning. But Gibson himself took a lot more 
uh, earned runs than I think his pitching necessarily earned him because they just there were just balls that there was only you know the 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 one right before the walk off on Saturday was the worst one but there were a lot of ones that just left me scratching my head like how did he, how did the guy not catch that that they weren't they weren't charged as errors because you know the baseball scoring rules are very generous to outfielders uh, who kind of misplay a ball as long as you don't literally like drop it when it's in your glove you don't really necessarily get charged with an error and Gibson was on the wrong end of a lot of those plays so uh, I mean he, and even so he ended up getting a win as he said so three starts three wins um, that's not the be all end all of evaluating pitchers but it's not bad when that's the case for your your number one guy. Mark, uh, when you see 10-0 and 0 for a Major League Baseball team at this point in the season, it feels like it's uh, a little more than a fluke. You expect the Rays to come, I guess, back down to earth at some point. But, man, how about this start, and, and how much staying power do they have at the top of the AL East this year, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I'm more used to doing the other way, where I'm looking at the last team that's over whatever and hoping right. that this is going to be the year some team will dethrone the 1988 Orioles, who... Uh, <laughs> who had a really horrible start. So now we got, I believe I saw it was like the, uh, it was like the 87 Brewers started off 13 and 0. So I guess the Milwaukee fans are out there like hoping the Rays lose one of their next three games. So, um, so the 13 and 0 still stands, but now, I mean, it's really just remarkable to see like 10 and 0 is just crazy. Of course, earlier in this winning streak, there were comparisons to, um, I believe it was the 2016 Orioles were the most recent team to be 6-0. and And now the Rays, they've won four more games than that. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's a remarkable streak to begin the season, even if you consider, okay, they've been playing teams that maybe aren't so good. Um, their schedule up to this point before their, their current series was uh, the Tigers, the Nationals, and the Athletics, none of whom are expected to be very good this year. But even so, you know, Bad teams generally can win a game, you know, in a three-game series. And the fact that they just swept all three of those uh, is is really remarkable. Mark, uh, as you've watched baseball to this point in the season, which, if any of the new rules have come into play the most for you? Uh, as a Braves fan, uh, the throw over to first rule uh, kind of came into play right at the start of the season. Ronald Acuna got a, a base hit. Uh, pitcher threw over to first twice and then he stole second so you kind of that showed up immediately uh, because he knew if he threw over again and didn't get him he'd be awarded second base but the pitch clock with the shortened games the the shift the I don't know bigger bases uh, which has come into play for you most as you watch uh, every Orioles game you know the pitch clock it's really so subtle it's like hard to imagine like what is what impact it's having right I'm, I'm sure it must because Players on both sides, you know, hitters and pitchers, were just used to taking forever, yeah. you know, getting as many timeouts as they want, step out to adjust their batting gloves. So it's really hard to say who's who's getting impacted more. I honestly feel like the uh, the Orioles, it seems like, are just having more like pitching viol like the, the the clock violations on average than uh, the rest of the league is so far. It seems like it's been like one or more for nearly every game so far and i know the the league average is a bit below that so it's it's just um i don't know there there's there's an adjustment period and they're still in the middle of it but uh i mean for now the orioles are definitely taking advantage of whatever you know the the, the overall impact of the changes uh they've got 16 stolen bases so far which is second in the american league i think we can almost certainly uh point to 
all the all the assorted changes, like the bigger bases, of course, uh, the pitch clock probably keeps pitchers more focused on the plate, and then they can't throw over as many times as you said. So it's just it's all combining with the Orioles, of course, having two very fast guys in Cedric Mullins and Jorge Mateo, each of whom have five steals already. Um, you know, that's that's a good way to pile up the stolen bases. Talking to Mark Brown, CamdenChad.com. We'll talk Connor Norby uh, in our next chat in a couple of weeks. He's having a great start to the season uh, in AAA Norfolk. But how about uh, the youngster on the mound tonight? Uh, Mark, tell us about Grayson Rodriguez. You excited to see him throw against Oakland tonight? I am very excited to see Grayson Rodriguez pitch. I was amazed that the Orioles ended up calling him up to replace the injured Kyle Bradish. Um, Bradish is supposed to be back in about a week's time, and we'll see if they keep Rodriguez in the rotation uh, at that time or if they send him back to the minors. I don't really know, but he uh, his, his he got to debut in Texas, and he's from Texas, so his family was there. They were all very emotional. Um, you know, I was watching on the Masson broadcast, and uh, they kept showing his dad, and his dad just looked so agonized. And then, like, after the game, they showed his dad getting to meet him in the clubhouse, and it was just very emotional. But anyway, but Rodriguez, you know, he's he's one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. He struggled a bit in spring training, especially with his command. That did crop up in his first start um, he ended up having a 30-pitch first inning, which is way, way more than anybody would have liked to see, and gave up two runs in that first inning. But he ended up going five innings and didn't allow any more runs after the first inning. And it seemed like he kind of got a handle on the command within that start. Um, his big challenge was some of his off-speed pitches. He was just not able to throw them for strikes. And then, you know, when, when that happens for a pitcher, uh, the batters can just sit on your fastball and wait until your fastball's out over the plate which is basically what happened to him in the first inning of that game. So, uh, you know, the question for me tonight is going to be, can he have those off speeds working in the strike zone or at least close enough to tempt a batter to swing at them um, so that they can't just sit on his fastball? And, I, you know, if, he, if he's able to do that, it seems like this guy is going to be pretty close to the limit because he was already an elite strikeout pitcher um, last year in the minors before he suffered the lat injury. And if he can kind of get this command that's cropped up, it was going on a little bit like September when he started coming back from that injury, and then also in spring training of this year. Like as soon as he gets a handle on that, it's just I think he's going to be definitely one of the best young pitchers in baseball, and possibly you know within a couple of years one of the guys where you know everybody's arguing, okay, you know, is he one of the true aces in baseball right now or whatever? I, I definitely think he has that potential. And, um, you know, I hope for the Orioles' chances of getting back above 500 this year that he can show some of that against um, uh, an on-paper weaker Oakland team tonight. Looking for his first MLB career win. Could come tonight against the Oakland Athletics. You can hear the game right here on Pirate Radio. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us. Baseball fans, O's fans, make sure you check out Camden Chat and uh, the folk, the folks over there, Mark and company, doing a great job. And joining us here on Pirate Radio, Mark, we will check in with you either tail end of April or May and uh, talk more baseball with you. We appreciate you joining us today. Clip, that sounds good. Yeah, I hope we got some more uh, good to say about Connor Norby then. He is a yeah. freshly minted MLB Pipeline Top 100 prospect. Uh, he's now the number 100 guy on the Top 100 list. So uh, I hope he can keep climbing the rankings from there. Absolutely. We're keeping a daily eye on him uh, down in AAA. Mark, enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. See you next time. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us talking O's and 
Connor Norby may be on the fast track. They've already, we've already seen the O's make a move, and even Mark said he was surprised there to see uh, the kid they have throwing tonight. Grayson Rodriguez already called up, already made one start, looking for his first win tonight when the O's take on the A's right here on Pirate Radio. We'll run down the MLB schedule for tonight. Also, might watch my first NBA game since the Hornets and Warriors played like in December uh maybe november i haven't watched the game since then uh but the play-in games are tonight so we'll run down the schedule on the buccaneer music hall presented by the buck throughout today's show as well and in hour three stay tuned for some wood ducks tickets we got tickets to historic granger stadium a bag a goodie bag for you a clear bag with some awesome jersey koozies uh, as well as part of our giveaway on this tuesday we'll take a break reset let you know what's going on in the world of ecu athletics and more when we return on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this we have some pretty refreshing news coming to you from michelob ultra organic seltzer You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Tuesday. The Mully Man joining us hour two to talk Pirate Baseball, MLB, Masters, and more. Bryce Williams coming up at 5 o'clock as we will continue to recap spring football. We've got some coaches coming up the next couple of days. Donnie Kirkpatrick joins us Wednesday right here on Pirate Radio Live. And Blake Harrell will join us on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. So we'll talk offense Wednesday, defense Thursday as we continue to recap the spring. Also, the Cran Man will be back with us on Thursday. Marcus Crandall, ECU great Hall of Famer, uh, will join us coming up on the show as well so we got all that on tap for the remainder of this week plus you let's see what y'all are talking about on this tuesday um i have a love-hate relationship with you guys i loved our first segment yesterday and hated it all at the same time it was a doozy shirley was making promos and we were reliving it just before the show started today and uh a lot of below the belt talk on yesterday's edition of pirate radio live uh eric asked and i'm sorry i didn't see this question before, earlier eric uh he said clip please ask dude if he thinks he could take on muddy in a pond fight and look minor league baseball it's not about the players because they come and go and maybe you could pick out a favorite player or two and if you're lucky you could see them for a season a season and a half and that's about the max 
Um, but it's about the promotions. It's about what are you doing at the ballpark to bring people in, the beer specials, the food specials, the fireworks, the giveaways, and Down East Wood Ducks do a great job with that. But if you promoted a mascot fight, and I guess Muddy is the name of the Mudcat, Muddy versus Dude, and he says a pond fight, so maybe you get a small kiddie pool or something, fill it, uh, make it look swampy, kind of gross, muddy terrain, and just get them together sumo style to fight. I mean, I'd I'd probably show up to that, promote that as part of the game. Maybe do it seventh inning stretch, and just let them go at it. Mascot fights are hilarious. We saw, was it Arizona and Arizona State's mascot throwing haymakers at each other? We've seen some good mascot fights over the years, and I think if you promoted one, did it the right way, uh, I'd certainly be on board with that. I'll pass that along to the Down East Wood Ducks people. Uh, John said, never liked the Wood Duck name. My suggestion, suggestion, my suggestion was Kinston Body Bags. And John, that's why they never asked you. And nobody I ever asked you for anything. Eric suggested Kinston Kingpins. Well, they have a name, so I like. Uh, how about Kinston Commanders or Kinston Football Team for the Downey Wood Ducks? Those were Daniel Snyder's suggestions to that. Uh, Craig has, and I love conspiracy theories. Craig has one. Have you ever seen Dude and Shirley in the same place at the same time? Craig says, I think Dude is secretly Shirley Rhodes. Where was Shirley during that segment? On this side of the glass. Who do you think was running the sound? So say you. Running the sound. You just hit the mic on and you're good. And? Somebody, you, you had like a timer to play the music at the end of the segment. Okay. Like we could poke holes in your story. Well, I can tell you this. If Shirley was the person in that suit, she'd be a lot more sweatier than she is right now. That was 30 minutes ago. Had time to clean off. Grab a water. I don't know, Craig. I'm not going to say that it wasn't Shirley. I'll put it that way. I can neither confirm nor deny we played dress up quite a bit here. Shirley, have you ever been in? Yeah, you've been in the, um, should we, should we let the cougar out of the bag? <laughs> God, a God awful cougar suit. Curly's been, uh, Curly. Shirley's been in a cougar suit. I've worn a chicken head. I've never been in a full mascot uniform. Mascots are creepy, aren't they? Yeah. Anything that, that doesn't talk is kind of creepy to me. That is nonverbal, you know? I think the last time I dressed up in a mascot-like, uh, gosh, what was it? I'm trying to remember what it was. It smelled. Okay. Like, it didn't, it didn't have a pleasant smell on the inside. I do remember that. What was it that I dressed up as that year? It's it, killing me now that I can't remember. You ready for a, a cool Clip Rock Under the Bridge Allen story? <laughs> oh here we go i'm at uh what am i for whatever reason all-time favorite ecu football games it was just something cool about having the virginia cavaliers here in town and it was a good game i want to say it was like a six o'clock kickoff or something it was like mid to late afternoon like 2006 yeah and the pirates won 
Skip Holtz was bringing ECU football back to prominence. We beat an ACC team. It was just a, a great day, fun day to be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And I'm with um, my buddy, and I want to say it's during halftime, and we're walking around under the stadium, and the Virginia mascot is approaching. And my buddy says, Hey, man, I got family from Virginia. And stuck his hand up to get a five. Virginia mascot's walking by, sticks his hand up. He whipped him, didn't he? My friend goes with the oh. push the hair off the ears. Oh. He whipped him. And the mascot. He psyched them. And the, story, the story's not over. The mascot stays in full character, 100% committed, puts the hands on the head and shakes his head slowly. Like, oh, you just got me. I just love that the mascot, instead of just walking by or like flicking us off, stayed in mascot character and did the motion for I'm heartbroken. And we all like gave, we were like, credit to you, mascot man. Great work. There's the story. Speaking of great, great story. Cool, neat story. Cool, neat story. Good old mascots, man uh jamil says i guess chandler is implying shirley is somewhat sweaty <laughs> by saying she should be sweatier than she is if she were in the suit are you saying shirley is sweaty chandler what are you saying this is what people do they twist your words they no, i wasn't saying she was sweaty i'm they, just saying she would be very sweaty right now they instigate fights this is what people do they take your words as harmless and innocent as they are twist them around and then cause the fight but i'm not gonna allow that to happen to studio b uh kudos to you i guess chandler you seem sidetracked today what you got going on i got a bunch going on you you a hard working man today working the phones like adam Schefter. you got a laptop a keyboard and a phone and two you're just phones. you're you got two phones you're just non-stop that's your new uh, rap name two phones <laughs> two phones there's a rap song out there called two phones i've got two phones is it really yeah uh damn everything everything's taken i've got two phones I gotta look that up. no you speaking don't speaking of things taken yeah Liam Neeson? <laughs> I have a very specific set of abilities, or whatever it was that he says. Um, you remember when, way back when, and I complained about this, about my idea of a, a female uh, sports bar Sp called the Sports Bra. Sports Bra. Um, how about I was going through Instagram the other day, and right before the uh, women's final four, they had like a big... Um, I guess uh, NCAA tournament get together at the sports bra in I believe it's in Portland. It's in the Northwest. I yeah, remember we saw or, it. Yeah, Oregon somewhere. Anyway, and guess who the main guests were? Who? Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, and I'm like, man, that could have been me. It could that, have, it but me. I doubt they're coming to Greenville, North Carolina true because sue bird played for the seattle storm correct that is correct up there in the pacific northwest now if you open your sports bra in maybe a bigger area yeah like could have been you yeah i'm sure I, yeah. I look see if they're going into franchising tell them that you had this idea before you even knew it was a thing ask him if ask them if they want to in be lieu on of both. a lawsuit 
just for, give me the franchise. <laughs> yeah, right. Give you're, me the franchise tag. You're going to take them to court if not. <laughs> See how that goes. Um, but we could get sports bras on both coasts. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. And um, I've got some ideas on what the logo could look like if that's the case. Oh, dear Lord. Ah, I mean, you've got America, and on each side, you've got two. <laughs> you got two. You know what I'm saying? East Coast, West Coast? Yeah. East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> One's sitting a little lower than the other one. Well, yeah, because Portland's a little higher up, right. and North Carolina's a little further south. Yeah. Uh, just an idea. Just kicking it around. That's um, not a bad idea. Pirates and Monarchs going at it at 6 o'clock. We talked... Uh, to ODU's finest Brian Bailey yesterday on the show and mentioned how Old Dominion comes in at 23 and 8. I read this and let me verify, trust but verify. As I looked that up, Shirley, we've got some other ECU action going on uh, beginning in just a few minutes that we're going to be keeping an eye on, right? That's right. The ECU lacrosse team is hosting fifth ranked North Carolina. Uh, at Johnson Stadium, they're going to start in about eight minutes, which, by the way, uh, if uh, you're nearby and you want to catch the game, it is free admission. And uh, I guess the first hundred people will get in, they get a free T-shirt. So, um, By the th- way, they're playing great. Oh, Great yeah. record right now. They are, uh, let me see if I remember right, 10-3 and three on the season, 3-0 and oh in the conference. So uh, they're playing some great lacrosse right now, and they uh, and Duke. You know, I mentioned this yesterday. They played Duke earlier in the season and really gave them a run for their money, um, and uh, unfortunately did not win that game. But if that's any indication of how tough this team is going to play, North Carolina, I'm really looking forward to uh, catching them uh, on the uh, plus here shortly. All right, East Carolina and Old Dominion will go at it in baseball. We all remember, uh, the fantastic 2022 season for the Pirates that ended, uh, in a super regional here in Greenville. They played Old Dominion twice last year. They lost to Old Dominion twice last year, two one run games. They played last March and lost nine to eight in 10 innings. They played last April and lost 8-7. to seven. Two one-run losses to Old Dominion last year. So uh, this team certainly knows how good of a program and how good of a team Old Dominion is. And if they don't remember, all they have to do is go back to one year ago where they were swept uh, in two games by the Monarchs. So East Carolina trying to win two straight midweek games and win uh, five straight games. Overall, ECU right now sitting at 24 and 8, back inside the top 10 in the D1 and Baseball America polls. The Pirates will have Cincinnati coming up this weekend, Lewis Field at Clark LeClaire Stadium, as they continue their long homestand before heading out to Charlotte, Wichita State, and then Raleigh for NC State uh, coming up in, in a couple of weeks. So, home uh, all this week and weekend and then out on the road next week we'll talk some pirate baseball with mike mullis coming up in hour number two talk some masters some mlb and uh whatever else is on your mind you can chime in with us on facebook live youtube and twitter on this beautiful tuesday edition of pirate radio live mike p has a recommendation for the kinston baseball team he call he wants to call them the Kinston Sweaty Producers. What would that mascot look like? Just a sweaty mess? 
Wes? Wes? The mascot is Wes the Sweaty Mess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, we figured it out. That was easy. Uh, let's take a break. When we return, the Mully Man will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. That is on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Shirley Rhodes is here and there. Just heard from her. Chandler Honeycutt on one of his mini phones in Studio B. And Mike Mullis joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Mully. Hey, buddy. Beautiful day. It's a great day. You working? Golfing? No. Well, I'm sitting here with you, so I'm clearly not golfing. I know. Yeah. I would, you know, I, I have been working today. When's the I last w- time you golfed? I will say, I got, got out yesterday for a little bit. There you go. You know, good day. All right. Easter Monday, we were kind of you good, know, good. Work, working in the, you know, the banky world, so to speak. So anyway, we were, you know. Kind you were going to say before I interrupted you. No, um, sorry. Uh, you know what? I, the lacrosse game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave here, go out there, uh, catch a little bit of that. The, it's funny to me. I've, I've kind of seen the progression. Like, they've got a full-fledged bar. I don't know if you've seen this, but like a dude dressed up as a pirate now. He might have on shorts, but they have a bar, and it has made its way from kind of middle of the parking lot to now it is like right up there by the entrance. I saw it last baseball game. Yeah. because it was going on the same time yeah. as lacrosse and so they do that every game i mean every every game that i have either been through or been to yes he's out there holding court and i don't know if it's a, a fan or a parent or what it is but they they seem to have a good time have you so you you've been out of these things you like uh, lacrosse molly I, I don't know very much about it but i i do uh you know i like the competition of it you know and it's it's got some pace to it and uh yeah, I, I I enjoy watching. I was I, look. I'm not going to pretend that I follow it closely, but I'll say this: from a basically uh, expansion team, a brand new team, a few years ago to ten and three this year, uh, Amanda Barnes knows what she's doing with that lacrosse team. Very impressive. Yeah, and I, you know it's it's such an up and coming sport uh, in the South, and it's it's been you know it's it's been a, a big deal in the Northeast and. But it's becoming, you know, so much bigger of a deal. You see, you know, the club teams and Rose has a team and Newbern has a team, you know, the uh, local high schools. And, um, you know, as I have boys that are in that kind of age range, it's it's something that they've talked about. And they, we actually bought them uh, from, like, Play It Again or something. We bought yeah. them lacrosse sticks and the ball. they get out and, you know, it's been a while since they've done it. But they would get out and flip the ball around. You know, it's a, it's a cool sport. I was going to ask, other than, like, basketball, football, baseball, which we all kind of grew up on, like, what – 
are your boys into now like do they do the gaming stuff oh they'll play they more outside? One, one more than the other but no yeah. they, they 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 tend to, to gravitate towards being outside you know the, the sport i didn't play growing up that i wish i would have played would would have been hockey yeah i just think the the speed of it and the physicality of it i, I would have enjoyed that the challenge is that i had to learn how to ice skate yeah um this might not shock you molly when i would go to sports world for parties i uh played in the arcade because i couldn't roller skate now i was a good roller skater right yeah 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 yeah. what does that mean what do you uh well apparently i was better than you (laughs) which i don't know if that's saying a whole lot but no i was you do the i can hold my own i can do the forward backwards the you know the couple skate oh yeah yeah every chance i got (laughs) every every chance this man got he was out there couple skating watch your girls if she's on wheels because molly's coming up all right molly uh let's talk masters and just recap it i was thinking about this everything we watch we want it to be close and competitive right i mean is there any sport where you'd rather see greatness than a close competitive match i don't think so i I would think the only the only thing that would change that would be if you have uh interest in the game financially right 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 but like seeing tiger lap the field or whatever the only thing with him when he was in his heyday was you would go now by how many yeah but it's still you'd rather see it obviously close and that's kind of what we were all rooting for on sunday and but there was a time when it was rom like 10 under or whatever he was and then the group at six and you were like okay maybe well no it got to 10 and eight i mean it got to where we we, where it looked like you might i mean we were actually the discussion when phil gets in the house at eight under we're like man we you know what are the playoff rules how do you know what are they doing and and it's you start looking at that kind of stuff because you're thinking this could happen but then you see Rom, he, he, you know, once he had that two shot lead, he just hit the ball in the middle of the green, took his two putts, and moved on. Yeah. I, was, and it, I mean, it became, that's the point at which it became kind of vanilla. And then the reality is he got, you know, he kind of lengthened that lead, started firing at a few, and made another birdie and made another birdie, you know. So he, he basically walked away with it. I, I do wonder, and I, you know, we, a group of us had talked about it before. I don't know if you heard it, but I, um, I wonder how much Kepka not playing 72 competitive holes. You brought that up. Wonder what, wonder what what effect it had. You said that on Saturday. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, is this a Mully doing a talk radio segment? Because it's a very good point. But is it a factor? Is it going to be a factor? Watching it on Sunday, it's truly like it was. And the fact that they played how many holes Sunday, Mully? Third, or I think he put on Sunday. He played, <laughs> he played just about a no, full live tournament. I, I think he almost played 30 on Sunday. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what he got, where they were in the morning, but, uh, you know. I think that's a great point. Well, and, and it obviously. It wasn't it did, a good point for Phil. It didn't bother Phil, but, <laughs> but Brooks is also coming off knee issues and yeah. has had knee surgeries. And so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how much of it was. Uh, you know, mental. A lot of his game is mental, uh, and and a lot of every golfer's game is mental. But a lot of his game is his belief that he can just do. Uh, and you know, I don't know if when it started running sideways on him, did he? Because again, before he went to the live tour, he really wasn't playing very well. So you know, and and a lot of that was injury driven. So, um, but yeah, for a little glimpse of time there on Sunday in the middle, kind of the middle holes. Uh, it looked like we may have an interesting ball game, but it uh, it got away from him. Yeah, uh, John Rahm's just a machine too. I mean, he's just he was. I, mean, I asked you, is he going in conservative mode here, which could probably hurt some golfers if they take the foot off the gas? But he was machine like. It was just it was awesome. To well, watch. I, I, I don't see. To me, conservative mode is like normally I would hit driver here. 
but I'm going to try to play it safe and hit a hot, you know, something crazy, a hybrid or a five wood. I think he hit the same clubs that he'd always hit. His the difference in in him amongst other things, he, he can fire at spots with with the same club. If he decides he wants to go at the pin and spin the ball right to left or left to right or you know less spin or spin it back, he he can do all that. He just decided, hey, I'm gonna hit it in the middle of the green, try to be around pin high, and make putts. Yeah, and when and when you putt like he does, it, you know it it's 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 almost unfair. Uh, Jamie says Brooks did what he does well, fades at the Masters. Yeah, but you know, but he's also had tremendous uh, success in the majors, not necessarily the Masters, but I mean, for you know, for for the lion's share of that tournament, he was he was really really good. Molly, uh, is Phil Mickelson the the story of the Masters? I know Rom's the winner, but first of all, uh, you guys mentioned talked about this. I hadn't seen Phil in a while. He's in tremendous shape for him. Like he looked pretty sleek out there. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight and uh, just put together a tremendous uh, Sunday. It was it was it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I don't know if you know that was obviously a storyline. I think you know having three live guys finish in the top five. I will tell you, I think the uh, the folks at Augusta and, and the Masters um, did as good a job as anybody could possibly do keeping the spotlight off of the live PGA conversation as much as they could and keeping it directed on the tournament. <clears throat> talking to mike mullis here and um somebody pointed yeah johnny gardner says amanda moore is the um the cross coach i used her old name before uh, she got her her email is still barnes uh am uh 16 at ecu.edu but she is amanda moore now so my apologies uh by the way scoreless as they play in the first over at johnson stadium ecu and north carolina and that shot went a little wide there for the pirates as we got lacrosse on on espn plus uh, for those interested all right so now is the time that i don't focus on golf for a while what'd you say molly the uh live guys are off to australia this off week? to australia yeah that's i, I read that I, I i have not confirmed coverage on that on the uh, cw but from what I, I read they were headed to australia for the weekend all right fair enough what's the next uh major oh gosh the next major is going to be the what is it the pga maybe you got me on that one i know next you know this week they're at harbor town harbor town which is where they you know historically go after the masters and uh, i guess the big story there but to this point is rory uh has withdrawn from that for for some reason so uh pga coming up may 18th yeah. molly in rochester new york this year oak hill country club so there you go where is the u.s open that'll be out in la in june so we'll have some of that night golf uh here on the yep. east coast well all right uh so there is your golf. anything else masters? no i just to me you, know, you had me thinking i think the story of the masters for the longest time was bennett the amateur uh you know the rounds he put together and to be you know to be in there so late um you know kind of cool too when he you know he's a fifth year senior at tech uh, senior at texas a&m uh, and saw him, you know, flying back into Aggie Land and the reception he got. So that that was an interesting thing to watch. He, it really felt like there was no chance he would win it, but man, did he uh, he played great and obviously scuffled a little bit Sunday. But a lot on that guy. And I, I, from what I understand it, I don't know if he decided to play in it, but they had uh, Texas A&M had a tournament that started Monday. Hmm. yesterday so I, I have not looked to see if he played in that yeah we were talking now and it kind of tells you the way the world has changed college athletics has changed it, well he can't get any money from this 
but he can turn pro you know if he wants to and we were saying well now you need to get that nil money stay in school try to win a national championship right yeah somebody yeah. in uh college station is going to pay that guy if well, not the surrounding area well he didn't have all those logos on his shirt for free so i mean <laughs> I, you know they were paying him nil money to be out there i feel confident it was probably a kind of a graduated deal of you know based on his success at the masters but uh, i and i feel confident that uh he is being taken care of at some level uh we got a goal the pirates are dancing How about that celebration we got a little cotton eye joe looking thing going on over there Dosi doe as east carolina takes a one nothing lead over the sky blue cladded tar heels and we like to beat them in any sport we can and uh let's get one here lacrosse out to a one nothing lead over north carolina all right uh mully can you hang out another 15 or so yeah so carolina is the number five team in the country is that what i read earlier uh, so I, I mean i think that yeah. you know this was uh yep it's a big right. one yeah 10 and 2 north carolina versus 10 and 3 east carolina and the pirates out to a one nothing lead let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk some baseball with mully ecu and otherwise that's on the way if uh, anything you want to talk about you can get that in on facebook youtube or twitter and join in on the conversation more to go pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Pirates 2, Tar Heels 0 out at Johnson Stadium and the Pirates in possession. Just had a great save by the keeper. Number 7, uh, nifty little move down yeah. there to for the score earlier. Let's get some names. Uh with these her uh, last name is bryant i know that number 33 is that who you're ref- or are you talking about number seven francis kimmel had the goal that's caroline kimmel okay francis is her first name she prefers to go by caroline hey you score a goal like that she can be go by whatever she wants to yeah. i could see why she chooses caroline over francis francis i mean uh, probably when she's 70 she'll go francis <laughs> uh the goalkeeper shirley is indeed 33 bryn knight knight okay knight and uh fantastic save by her a moment ago east carolina a two nothing lead over north carolina in lacrosse and it really appears to be dominating yeah i mean they've controlled the ball an awful lot yeah we say appears to be because we still don't quite understand it all but you're right if you do the time of possession here ecu is dominating and molly's about to go check this out live oh. when he leaves here so that'd be cool all right so um we talk some golf let's talk some baseball molly and first of all with all your travels with baseball and you played uh many many years in your life um did, have you ever had an injury like jacob jenkins no, coward never seen it mm. never seen it I, I, i've seen 
foul balls hit other people in those places but never um you know the the, the batter so uh, you know godspeed to him and hopefully his uh recovery is a quick one sounds like uh he plans to return this year which is great news yeah. but and that was just that was tough to see because the they came out and looked at him when it happened at the plate he ends up walking goes to first and ends up at second when he gets the second you could tell he is just in just like legit pain yeah it almost looked like a guy with a concussion or something he just kind of didn't look all that something was well, wrong and you know you, any of us that have participated in sports or any of us that have had those types of injuries know that it's a little bit of a delayed response before it really hits you and then it's almost like the entirety of your uh, core your stomach yep. your everything just goes bonkers on you so yeah hopefully you know hopefully he could get back and is you know healthy and and I, you know it's the challenge is going to be for the team now a little point of reinvention just as they seem to have kind of been finding themselves so you know we'll we'll see uh what the long-term effect is and you know it it does kind of cut into the outfield depth a little bit but obviously uh, you know leaves a big hole in the three spot well we've had fans and clamoring for hey let's see uh more cam clunch or riley johnson or carter whoever and now you're going to test that depth, as you said. It's going to be a drop-off because Jacob Jenkins Cowart is an All-American candidate, but it's not going to be as dramatic a drop-off as you'd see with other teams out there because of the depth Cliff Godwin has assembled here. You know, I don't know. I, I think you may, you may actually get a little better defensively, quite frankly. Uh, but I tell you what J.C. brings is when he comes to the plate, there's not a pitch he doesn't feel like he can hit, and he makes a lot of barrel contact. I mean, he hits the ball hard a lot, even, you know, even in making outs. Now, he's got some swing and miss and, and you know, sure, but but he, you know, he 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 finds the barrel an awful lot. So they go three nothing. The Pirates are barreling up the Tar Heels here. Three to nothing ECU, the lead over North Carolina as they are dominating in lacrosse out at Johnson Stadium. We'll see what the Pirates choose. Have you seen a pitcher yet? We'll have a lineup for you coming up uh soon. Who is pitching? Do you know, Chandler? Okay, you just shook your head yes, but gave me a no. Johnny Holstaff would be my guess. Zach Root is slated to start. Thank you, Charlotte. The Rooter. Um, it is a little less of a Johnny Holstaff this year for ECU where they've gone. They try to go like three or four with the starter. I guess they go until they can not go. But the starting pitching midweek has been good enough to where they get to the third or fourth inning. And that's funny that you would classify that as not being Johnny Holstaff. When I think Johnny Holstaff, I think one or one, two. Innings. One, one, one. But yeah. So he got into the third last week. And, and think, then Hunter went the final four. Or, or, so you're only using. Well, that's seven. So, yeah, I mean, there was, there was still I, in my mind's eye when you get into using like four guys. But that's been the, that's college baseball now. It's just different. It used to be, you know, you give a ball, you give the ball right, right, and right. you go, hey, give me seven. Now it's like, hey, get me to where I can get somebody else in here. Well, at what point did midweek turn into this, Molly? Was there a time when you had, like, your five starters and you say you're our weekend? I mean, it's really hard to have that, especially with injuries and things as they occur. So, But that's why, you know, you you make – the strategy in putting your team together uh, largely hinges on how many pitchers you're carrying. So then it's, you know, you, you, you play that game first and then figure out, all right, where do we backfill the other position players? And, and having guys that, you know, and Cliff has always done an amazing job of this, is having guys that can play multiple positions. So, I mean, you still see Cam Clonch's, uh, um his score, was it Clonch? Yeah, I think it's Clonch at 
maybe it's boiling it pops up though it has uh infield outfield left-handed pitcher so it's you know it's still on on his uh original slide up on the jumbotron so cliff's always done a great job of of being able to bring guys in that could really play and play multiple spots Landon Ginn is back, and uh, the Pirates showed they could win some slugfest last week. Also showed they could win a pitcher's duel and kind of hurt themselves, leaving runners on base. They had how many? They had 13 hits and scored three runs. Right. You don't see that a lot, Mully. Yep. But Landon Ginn and Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman did the job against UCF as they went six uh, scoreless innings, Mully, in that win, uh, the final game of the series. Yeah, and the, you know, the Friday night outing by you, Savage, I think, was probably – didn't have his best stuff. He really competed to stay in that game as long as he could – uh, you know, didn't really command the zone a whole lot, but again, found a way to pitch through. And it was kind of funny. And he seems to be the guy. You know, there's been guys. I mean, Greg Maddox comes to mind. If you know, if, if you don't get him in the first, uh, John Lester was that way. If you don't get him in the first, you're not going to get him. And you Savage is kind of that dude that he gets into the later innings of his appearance. He seems to kind of settle in, and you know, stuff comes back around. So yeah, no, I mean, all in all, good. You know, good. Anytime you know, you get three, and with everything that was going on uh, with the weather and moving games and you know just a mess um you know that that's a that's a great weekend molly we had uh josh moylan lane hoover in here yesterday delcor players lounge i, I remember you during the preseason we were talking about josh moylan and the, the word approach is used physically at the plate but his approach to the season mentally i remember you say it's like he just seemed i don't know so so pure like he was on it he he's, was ready to get a better place locked yeah. in and it has shown on the field right i mean he's hitting like he did when he was a freshman uh hitting with some power he's got five home runs on the year uh but has become a much more consistent bat for ecu than we saw in his sophomore campaign yeah you know and i, I think the other one there it obviously had a great weekend was uh was makarevich so if you player know, of the week if those two guys can put it together you miss jc a little less if if they're you know, if the opposition is able to neutralize him to one of those guys, it's going to make it a little bit tough. But, yeah, no, Moreland, uh, you know, and he, again, he came out of the gate struggled a little bit early. You know, he wasn't great, yeah. uh, but stayed with his approach and and, and stayed, uh, you know, kind of stayed centered and focused on what, you know, opportunity lot ahead. And, um, uh, you know, he's he's off to a great start. I say start, you know, we're halfway. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like it's been so fast. Um, average is a stat. Cliff Godwin doesn't like batting average. You don't like it, either it's not pirates have six guys hitting 300 or better nine guys hitting 290 or better i mean still a sign of a decent yeah i mean yeah but what you don't see is again jenkins coward his his loud contact numbers got to be really high and you know i mean there are some talked about that too early in the year he was hitting some right at guys and that you know that happens um you know what i'm gonna tell you this team tonight i thought what uh old dominion's got what 20 23 24 23 wins. and 8 i believe yeah so i mean it, it should be a good ball game you look back at who they've played and it's you know if you look rpi and strength of schedule and all those things do matter it doesn't really it's not not even really close to what the pirates have played but but you know 23 uh, 23 wins is tw- 23 wins it's i can't say it much less i mean it's hard to do what you put in this water uh but, <laughs> you need another i mean i'm telling you but uh but yeah i mean I, I, quality ball club and as you alluded to earlier they you know pirates had a tough time with them last year are you watching enough baseball nationally or know enough mully and this is our fans and we expect excellence i guess around here with cliff godwin cliff godwin expects excellence so i guess the fans do as well but i see when the polls come out they say man we're 
I love us. We're not a top 10 team. We're a top 15 team. We're not number nine. Uh, you know, how does East Carolina stack up with the best of the best nationally this year? I mean, when you look at strength of schedule and RPI and wins, I, again, even if you and I and whoever else is not watching every game nationally, the people that vote on this are watching every game. So in their opinion, yeah. and that's why you see the variance, you're going to have slants. Like if you get the West Coast stuff and even West Coast the Texas numbers, thank you, Shirley. The uh, the Texas numbers, the team, you know, the 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 guys that live there, they're they're going to be slanted that way. And then you know we've got uh, Baseball America, but you know in Durham, and so they get a lot. We get a lot of coverage with them. Aaron Fitz based yeah. there with D one, right? So I mean, it, you know, it just I I, I t- it quite frankly in Clifford they saying that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it really That's does. What great. matters is RPI strength of schedules, strength of schedule, and win ball games. That's what gives you a chance to dictate your path in the postseason. I do feel like East Carolina is uh, they're not a blue blood in college baseball by any means, but they're going to start. They they get the benefit of the doubt at this point because they've been so good that um if you look at them versus another team that maybe kind of came out of nowhere east carolina might get that edge in the rankings just because they've been there for so many years you know what's different to me with baseballs i don't see blue blood yeah and it's just not a it's that's not the kind of sport it is uh you know so i but you're right east carolina reputationally is a team that uh has a tremendous history uh the the, the program what the program has done speaks for itself and that does that does get you nods uh, later in time, and, and look, the st- strategically having people that are East Carolina people that serve on the board uh, as it relates to NCAA baseball committees is also a big deal. All right, a couple of takes on opponents: one lacrosse, one baseball. We'll go uh, baseball first. Jamie says ODU has a top ten offense and home runs and slugging percentage per ECU's website. Hopefully, uh, they can be another Missouri State and come in with all those numbers and leave basically with those same numbers that's what the pirates did to the bears uh weeks ago uh, i was just going to say i don't know if y'all mentioned this i've been kind of busy over here but there is some local interest when it comes to old dominion baseball tonight uh they do have a guy on the roster uh, catcher number 10 robbie o'neill who is from greenville he went to dh Conley and he actually played last year at pitt community college he batted 371 with 55 rbis and six home runs so a little local interest there Great call, Chan man, uh, Molly. I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah, his dad. Uh, his dad's a uh, teacher over at Farmville Middle, actually the AD, and he's Shaquille. No, not uh, Shaquille. Quite the opposite, uh, size wise. But um, <laughs> but no, yeah. Morgan's been around a long time. Coached a lot of guys in this area. Robbie's a really good player. He actually out of high school went to uh, play for Billy Guy when he UNCG, and it just didn't work out. So he went over to Pitt. Had a good year there, and he was kind of a a two way guy. He, he pitched a little bit, and you know, uh, uh, would obviously catch and. Um, so yeah, he that's that's uh, that's a good that's a good get there. But yeah, he will be there tonight. All right, um, North Carolina has answered. It is now three to two. ECU. And that was quick. A very quick answer. Um, Mike P. Who every time we talk lacrosse, Mike P. Um, adds to the conversation. He knows about it. Uh, is educated on it says unc women's lacrosse is a powerhouse number five in the nation is a down year for them ecu winning would be program defining 
It's how big of a game this is, Molly. Awesome. Pirates up three to two right now. You know what's interesting with the uh, period change? So I take, take it we're in the second period now, yeah. or so, so they changed the ends of the field, so everything still is in the same end of the field. All the scoring is has happened that way. Or is there a shadow or something that's causing a problem? Very league? good point. Yeah, maybe some uh, some tight nets on, uh, no. on one of the ends, like they say, tight rims uh, in basketball. All right, Molly, uh, watching any MLB, following it? Do you know who the only undefeated team is in baseball right now? Yeah, who was it? Ten and O, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay yeah. Rays are ten and O well. to start the season, and uh, just a fantastic start for them. Talked with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com earlier. O's are five and five, taking on maybe the worst team in baseball this week, the Athletics, and they have their. Uh, young stud pitcher on the mound tonight for his second start, Grayson Rodriguez. So we'll uh, have that for you on Pirate Radio. Braves snap a three-game losing streak last night with the Sean Murphy home run in extra innings. They knocked off the Reds. And uh, I don't know, any any other headlines you're following in Major League Baseball, I mean, watching Burley? Yeah, the year Burley's off too, and Connor Norby at Triple A's having yeah. a great year. And um, I mean, yeah, the, the the Pirates, what, three top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball, so with Gavin in that mix. so How does that work with Burley being a he, major he, leaguer? He'll, for, come, he'll come out of that yeah. status, you know, at, at some point. So, uh, but man, he's 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 hit the ball well. I tell you what, I, when I look at the when I look at the Cardinals, they, like there are a lot of dudes. Like they didn't have names on the back of the jerseys. There are a lot of guys that look like Burley. It has been that way forever. They have one guy, maybe multiple guys that have hair coming out of the hat, that have uh, some facial yeah. hair, and it's like, is that him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have been, uh, and it's it's frustrating because every year they're good in the playoffs, and they just have these guys I've never heard of, and now Alec Burleson is one of those guys the only reason we know him uh, he played here in in greenville so uh the cardinals are always going to be there uh although they are off to a slow start record wise this year all right uh anything else molly no 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 nothing i'm looking forward to the game tonight you know what is always something special you know tuesday's one of those days hey we got over monday uh, okay tuesday we're getting to the middle of the week but tuesday with a home baseball game especially with the weather like it is tonight is um is a fun is a fun thing and it'll you know a great environment and something i look forward to yeah awesome crowd last week should be the same tonight appreciate you hanging out with us today molly yeah man all right let's uh take a break we'll come back more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We have some sort of violation here, it looks like. East Carolina leading North Carolina 3-2. to 11.37 left to go in the second quarter. I was going to say, one of the Pirates got a yellow card had to come off the field. Oh, you got to go off that field. Uh, Boom. Oh, wow. shot, to the, shot to the dome. Heck, yeah. That'll get you a get yellow three. card every time. 3-2 uh, to two on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Take a timeout, come back, more to go. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news and interesting stories. Also, some awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure you to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram 
at PR927FM. You can join the over 62,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Facing uh, some adversity here are the Pirates. That 3 nothing lead is gone. It is now 4-3, to three, North Carolina flexing their lax muscles against ECU. Is lacrosse scoring usually this fast-paced? Yes. They yeah, can, that, they can score gracious. quickly. That Duke-ECU game, there was a ton of scoring when we flipped it on, mm-hmm. and then both teams, neither team really scored at all uh, in the second half. So it was kind of a, a shift. Yeah, also there was some penalties uh, during the break uh, that we had another Pirate player that got issued a yellow card, and then there was another penalty that allowed, um, I guess you could say, a lacrosse version of like a penalty kick. And um, and uh, unfortunately, the goalkeeper could not keep the, the ball out of the net. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, North Carolina scored two quick goals. Hmm. So, now they're up four to three. But, you know, like we said, uh, goals can come in spurts, and sometimes they come in bunches. So, uh, it doesn't look like uh, East Carolina's backing down from this uh, fifth-ranked team. We'll see if they can uh, get back in the scoring column. Uh, music trivia question for you guys. Who sings the song that goes, If I could find you now, things would be better. We can leave this town and then together. Blink no, but it's in that, that family. There's a reason I asked this particular question, because something was said that reminded me of this band. Some 41? No, but it is in that family. You're in the era. Uh, You're in that style of music. Um, Would you like for me to tell you? Good Charlotte? No. Yellow card. Yellow card. Uh, there were so many of those bands. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. There's a place okay. on Ocean Avenue. Yellow card. All right. Um, so there you go. Uh, we will have a baseball lineup coming up in the next 30 minutes, I would project. So we'll keep an eye on that, see what the Pirate lineup looks like without Jacob Jenkins Coward. They have played, what, one game without Jacob? Uh, one full game uh, because I remember Josh Moylan saying he was kind of surprised that J.C. was in the dugout uh, following his injury, the game after following his injury. So Pirates have one with one without him. We'll see if they can do it again coming up when they take on Old Dominion as ECU goes in to this game uh feeling pretty good coming off a four and a week they are 24 and eight on the year and have been good at home 20 and two at home they lost to long beach state the other home loss uh i guess was uncw right those are the only two home losses this year for the pirates um some other things going on if you'd like to chime in you can do so on facebook live and youtube let's get some likes going uh, Richard says, Simple Plan. That was uh, not the band, but once again, in the and same they, family. They had so many of those bands that all sound the same to me. Kind of whine. I don't know if that was considered emo, but it was like it was almost emo, alternative rock, yeah. whatever. Uh, simple Plan, I want to say, was sorry, I can't be 
perfect. It was all whiny emo rock music back yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, you you had. Which I kind of got those. into some of that. Uh, Taking Back Sunday was a good screamo band that I liked. When I worked at WZMB uh, when I was a student, they told me I could do a sports show and do play-by-play for games if I hosted a rock show on WZMB on Saturday nights. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll I'll sacrifice a few hours on a Saturday night if I can do the sports stuff. So I played stuff I liked, but also we had a lot of whatever the new hip emo screamo rock bands were so Mm -hmm. i got to know a lot of funky bands that otherwise i wouldn't have known modest mouse i guess was pretty popular oh yeah 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 but um i ended up liking them a lot hearing their uh their cd playing that back then good times good times uh here's an interesting uh story uh this involves michael jordan Michael Air Jordan yes. or Michael B Jordan? Michael Air okay, Jordan. Thank you. Michael Jordan's game-worn Jordan 13s that he wore in game 2 of the 1998 finals which was featured in the last dance. Is that the flu slash whatever uh, game? I want to say that it's might be very it. possible. I'll, I'll look, yeah. Uh sold today at a New York auction for 2.2 million Million. dollars Hmm. that is a very expensive pair of shoes uh that was game five of the 97 finals what the flu game yeah okay um so this was a different game game two nba finals it was uh once again against the jazz um i heard this on pick central a couple weeks ago and we got a little open segment here if you could own any piece of sports memorabilia you had unlimited funds to get whatever you wanted what would it be chicken wings a piece of sports what are you talking what do you mean hold on what wait what was the question what what did you think the question was to say chicken unlimited funds to get whatever you wanted (laughs) Like, I have all the money in the world to get whatever I wanted. And you're, and you're getting chicken, chicken wings? wings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let, should I ask the question again? Yeah. Yes, please. All right. So, Shirley, who's right there to your left, like right beside you, mm-hmm. had brought up the Michael Jordan story with the shoes. Heard you that. heard that part. Yes. So then I said, <laughs> if you could own any piece of sports memorabilia and you had unlimited funds, what would you choose it sounded like shirley was kind of she was um and you came in with chicken wings just to kind of reset what just happened there yes that was that, that that's pretty much what happened eric said chandler can kill a segment like no other bravo it's called tanking <laughs> oh man you thought the mavericks did some tanking you ain't seen chandler's work here all right so now that you know the question newton says a babe ruth signed baseball my answer to this would be it would have to be something personal like from a team that i like and again i heard this on pig central so i started to think about it a couple weeks ago and my first thought was something all right either washington commanders formerly redskins atlanta braves uh, or maybe ecu 
and my first thought was like the plate that sid bream slid safely into for the braves to win the national league all those years ago so that would be braves memorabilia be cool to have a frame plate hanging on the wall so that would be uh that's the first thing i thought of i'd probably go with you're still thinking chicken wings are you are you thinking of the flavor you want no see y'all don't get it i meant like the chicken wing bones that michael jordan made back in 1987 <laughs> <laughs> see y'all don't y'all don't listen y'all, why listen. Don't y'all, do, y'all need to listen. listen to me hey listen to this pirates score goal four to four let's do it ecu north carolina tied up in johnson stadium on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck i'd probably go something like tiger woods maybe like his putter that he used in the Masters that he won in twenty. Really, that would be that. I mean, that's a good call, but like that a, would be like your put, the putter that he used to tap in the the last putt. How or maybe, about or maybe the ball? The ball that hung with the Nike swoosh uh, on the oh, cup before yeah. it dropped in. That that particular ball, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome, Shirley. Um, before we get some other answers, uh, I've got some other responses. Jamie said Muhammad Ali's gloves from Thrilla in Manila. Or a Babe Ruth bat from a World Series game. Stan says, Jack Nicholas's George Lowe putter. All right. Good Lord, Eric. I know. I'm waiting to get to Eric's. Uh, Jamie says, Chandler can have the turkey bones from John Madden's Thanksgiving game turkey. It's a, tr- it's a turducken. The turducken. <laughs> I mean, you just pull it. You pull it right here, and you you kind of flick it right here, and then boom, it's it just duck, fall off the bone. Of a tur- it's a turducken. Don said, uh, Donald Juan, and this is uh, this is a famous piece, which I, I get. Mine would definitely be more personal to me and my teams than kind of these broad answers, but he says the Hannes Wagner baseball card, like that old famous Hannes Wagner card. Uh, I, have, I have four. All right, let's name them. Okay, the first one would be the game ball, the last ball caught when the Red Sox won their very first World Series. Okay. Um, that would be my first one. The second one would be... They beat the Cardinals? I don't remember. All May, I want to say yes. That's because it's kind of like when the Braves beat the Dodgers to get to the World Series that was the big bad like they beat the Astros in the World Series great but like the Dodgers was the team I really wanted to beat yeah the Yankees was the team the Red Sox really wanted to beat yeah what was that 04 uh I want to World say yes. Series I think it was the Cardinals wasn't it the it Cardinals was the, it was the first one they won when, uh, they, when they broke the curse Man Ram MVP when they beat the Cardinals all right there you go so okay, you got so that game ball yeah um i would love to have a game ball from the all women's baseball league the historical one well from like a league of their own the rockford peaches like i would love to have had to have a actual game ball that was used in that league a movie prop or the actual no, no, league? No, the actual league i think it'd be cool to have a rockford peaches sign ball by the the team yeah by the uh celebrity awesome. yeah the, the the i mean i would take that too man but. now that opens a whole new world like pedro serrano's bat he hit a home run with maybe the um whatever the doll was in the locker room joe boo yeah yeah 
have that. Yeah. All right. What else you guys wrote? Um, my third one would be probably. I mean, I would love to have the trophy, but you can't necessarily have the trophy. Trophy, but the 2015 uh, U.S. World Cup when the U.S. won the World Cup in 2015, that was the one that Abby won. How about a shin guard? Yeah, I'll take a shin guard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Autographed by Abby Wambach. And number four. And number four would be a piece of the net from the game-winning shot that Christian Leitner hit against Kentucky. Huh. That is a piece of history. That's college basketball history right college there. College basketball because history. Because a lot of people can remember where they are with certain moments of their lives. I remember exactly where I was when Leitner hit that shot. As do I. I was angry. I was a Duke hater, and my mom was a Duke fan. And so was my friend who was spending the night that night, and they were celebrating, and I was like, this is trash. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chandler, did you think of anything else? Uh, the go- A gold medal really from anybody on the dream team in 1992 okay you can get christian leitner's he'll give shirley the net and you get here leitner's gold medal and here's the i'll gold tell medal. you what carrie strugg's gold medal all right do you remember carrie strugg i want tanya harding's uh tire <laughs> iron all right so i've got some other Why? answers here i want y'all to think of another one question b what piece of ECU-related memorabilia would you want? Ooh. Think about that one while I reel off some more uh, responses. Brad says he wants a Ric Flair robe. Brad, would you wear it or would you have it, you know, in a – I guess you could put a robe in a giant case. Would you display it or would you wear it if you had it? I would wear it the first couple times and then display it. Because you don't want to mess it up. I would display it, it and then break it out for like parties and stuff. Yeah, big yeah, events. Yeah, big That'd events. Be cool. Yeah. So I was thinking, um, how about the ball Akeem Richmond hit for the CIT? Okay. I was going to say the net. Okay. You take the net, I'll take the ball. Yeah. Obviously, you could go. I mean, if you want any uh, Peach Bowl memorabilia, I know a guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want some grass from the field yeah i know a guy i know a guy could do that um Uh, let's see here travis watkins home run ball be pretty cool from the virginia game i was gonna say that's the one i was thinking of i would want the first mic that jeff charles was behind oh Uh, as the voice well done that's cool that's really cool first mic if we could ever find that i like that idea very good i like it i like it um oh good game here jamie says game ball or gerard helmet from the miami ecu post floyd game oh, yeah very cool that would be very cool if we could take a saw and saw up the field goal post and maybe keep it from that game yeah did i say todd todd said anything todd todd todd, todd, todd. anything from the masters signed by arnold palmer was his answer to the original question um are we ready for eric's joke now yes sure all right this is eric not me eric said i would want one of those deflated balls i'm referring to tom brady not jacob jenkins coward in no world eric no world is that funny it is despicable and 
you ought to be ashamed of yourself i'm banning you for the rest of the segment and you should be disgusted with yourself you should you need to look yourself in the mirror and say and and say what what am i doing say what are you doing and you're pointing at yourself and then you need to answer that question what are you doing if i were him i would be too ashamed to look myself in the mirror right i wouldn't even be able to look at myself yeah if i was eric if i was i'd probably tape up tarp up your mirrors in your house yeah because you don't want to see that person looking back at you eric you need to go into quarantine eric just for being just a terrible human being right there and a bad joke teller all right we uh we hate to lay down punishment like that sorry eric i mean you'll get out of the jailhouse i guess in the next segment but the rest of this segment you're, you're banned yeah steven wants a steve logan gatorade towel i think my dad would want anything steve logan how about like a, a how about a pair of logan khakis where the knee has grass on it from his kneel down did he but he didn't kneel on did he crouch or he crouched yeah. i don't remember him kneeling so there so wasn't much. a knee yeah you're right he would usually crouch i'd want one of the uh sweat towels that ruffin mcneil had his first <laughs> year here at ecu that he always carried around how about a scotty montgomery white long sleeve light shirt or like a game worn white visor that he used to wear pull, pull over brad wants a clip rain box my rain box from ah yes i remember that <laughs> that was from the north carolina was that the a and t game, game? Hey, i want to say that was the a and t game let's ask the people out there what pirate radio memorabilia would you want what piece of from pi- from like a past promo video or maybe a show or something yeah what would you want a game used mully chair just from moments ago we could auction that off right now maybe the chicken head that we used in the promo for the bowl game a water bottle that bryce williams drank out of speaking of chicken heads did we ask you how your date went the other night (laughs) (laughs) now that deserved kenny says one knee on the ground okay so maybe there was a so the grass stained khaki of uh khakis of steve logan steven said a john thompson sweater vest psych Ooh, you almost got me. Oh, Glad you said psych. I was on the edge of my seat right there. Kaz said a wrestling belt would be cool, and it really would. Now, that would be cool. Not that I was a Hollywood Hogan fan, per se, but the NWO belt, when they spray-painted the big gold belt, NWO, that would be a cool piece of memorabilia. I want one of Undertaker's coffins. Just go in my house. <laughs> and, like, put it in the You can have casket matches every night, dude. <laughs> I want the wide-brimmed hat. Uh, the I want the urn. Wore. Oh, uh, the hat. I want the urn. Paul Bearer. Yeah. Urn. Stan wants one of Pat Dye's hats from the seventies. Uh, was it? No, it wasn't Mouth of the South. Who was the one? God, I could see his Tennis face. Tennis racket. Yes. That was. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him how to wrestling guy. Jim Cornette. Oh, I thank you. Cornette. Jim, Jim I was Cornette. like, I could I see his face. I just his name. Chicken wings? I would I'd love to have that tennis racket. You know that thing has seen a noggin or two. I think Kenny's got maybe the all time best answer What's for that? our pirate radio memorabilia. What's that? The West Hind shirt. <laughs> I think that's it. That is the number yeah. one piece of memorabilia. Yeah. Which I'm so. pretty sure Troy has somewhere. Right? Does he still keep it? I think it? he has it framed. 
He's got that. He's got the bra that Tony Collins wore. Yeah, I remember he still had the bra because I was like, why is this bra still here? A big, bright red, red bra. One. Yeah, it was yeah. a bright red bra. 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 Uh, all right. Good segment. Jamil, uh, or Jamie says, the baseballs when Clip tried to catch foul balls barehanded. Yeah, I don't. what does that mean? Uh, I think there was a watch long we did where you were like it's easy to catch a foul ball oh no it was when you were giving like the fans crap because yeah. they dived out of the way and right. you're like here here's a baseball just toss it up to me and you're like it's that easy i think that's the baseball he wants all right you want that we have that ball yeah sitting right over there what about a what about a hat from bryce williams like a show worn hat from bryce williams slim 80 jersey I yeah. have a piece of memorabilia, not because it's a piece of memorabilia, more or less because I just wanted to get rid of it. That stinking bell. Oh, yeah. Mm. Troy I D's bell. I hated that The treasure bell. chest bell. The treasure chest bell. Yeah. I, there, was, there was nothing I wanted to chunk out the window more than that bell. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what Bryce Williams has to say about this. Would anybody want maybe the goatee uh, that I used in the Jim Rohn <laughs> promo video? <laughs> Would anybody want that? Oh. Would that be cool? That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? That would be a great... That thing, it didn't stay on very well, did it? No, it didn't. That would be a great talking point to have at your house. A great conversation <laughs> starter. Conversation piece. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Hour 3, Bryce Williams joins us. We'll talk some spring football. We'll also make you a winner. Got tickets to go see the Down East Wood Ducks, along with a cool, clear bag and some awesome jersey koozies your uh, bottle of beer will never look better in one of these koozies we'll uh, have all that for you and more coming up hour three of pirate radio live we are back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ease Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. <laughs> back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Bryce, you want to run down some halftime stats from this lacrosse game real quick? Yes, we got Britt Knight today, number three. 30. 30. Three. Six saves, eight shots to the face. He saw, the, he saw the stat graphic up there that said shots faced, and he said eight shots to the face. Man, it's a tough gig out there. Yikes. Woof. Do not envy her. Good thing she's got the big mask on. That's right. 
uh five to four north carolina leads as they're about to begin the second half this will be a major upset if the pirates could pull off this w all right uh shirley can we hit and look at look at the girls getting down focusing more so on the game and them tiktok dances (laughs) (laughs) we got some dancing going on charlie hit some broken dumb and let's introduce bryce williams here (laughs) i saw the light i was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes i'm born to love again i'm a brand new Somebody dubbed us broken dumb during a watch along, which I thought was pretty funny. So we'll, we'll go with that. Bryce Williams is here. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing good. As uh, got a little lacrosse action going on. We'll keep an eye out, Chan Man, for a starting lineup for ECU baseball. We'll get that out to you in uh, just a moment. Um, all right. A moment ago, we were talking about. <laughs> oh, by the way, Eric's suspension is over. Eric said, that might have been the longest five minutes of my life. I vowed to never go back to PRL jail. I saw the light. He saw the light. And that's what it's about, rehabilitation. Like, And we banned Eric for uh, mm-hmm. about five minutes, and now he's back. He's a, like, he's a brand new man. I know. He saw the light. I know what it's like to be banned from the fifth quarter calling show. You know, we were talking about <laughs> Shirley. Oh, it was because Cornell Powell's um, uncle is a fan of pirate radio in the fifth quarter and he was talking to me uh, i met him a couple weeks ago and he said and man it's funny and that's a great goal right there um and and surely surely will hang up on somebody quick uh-huh. and we were talking about it and um and we said you know what Shirley's hung up on a lot of people including bryce williams uh-huh. and like we show no favoritism if you break the rules you break the rules and bryce mm-hmm. um you know was that a uh what a wedding party i believe i'm, wedding, yeah. I'm sure the uh what do you call them the uh what do you cold snack cold cold, cold snacks snacks. Cold co- snacks were flowing they were just fl- right they were flowing mm-hmm. they were tasting pretty good that evening like, like, going down down that, what? like a dumb and dumber <laughs> <laughs> women flow the wine flows or whatever like a herd of capistrano whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> uh but bryce um let out one curse word that was okay to say and then one that wasn't and we had to we had Whammy. to let him loose yep, yep. quick draw surely <laughs> see you can't even get a one strike i mean no you're out like, buddy you're, yeah, i guess it is one strike and you're right yeah because yep. i remember you saying oh god i'm sorry and the clip was like nah man you're gone sorry no, i think said something them like can't follow the rules guy cut them i'm like thank you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there you go, Eric. You're not alone. Bryce too has faced the wrath yep. of, of pirate radio regulations. All right, but we were talking about what piece, any piece of sports memorabilia, uh, you had unlimited funds. What would you choose to own? Mm. And I went something kind of personal to teams I like. Uh, the home plate that Sid Bream slid in oh, to win yeah. the 1991 or two one uh nlcs uh, i chose that but we had a lot of um brad said rick flair a rick flair robe would be a cool oh, piece of memorabilia yeah. todd said anything from the masters signed by arnold palmer uh, oh yeah we had a lot of other we had um let's see a babe ruth signed baseball muhammad ali's gloves from the thriller in manila 
and uh so those were some Dang. of the the guesses we are the uh, answers we had that's some good stuff. how about you uh anything come to mind um, for you sports memorabilia wise man a lot of that stuff was that's named pretty good uh i'm kind of for some reason i'm going baseball i guess it's all like you know i was just like a jack jackie robertson's bat or you know yeah. something cool like that or his cleats or yeah hat um so any of those like old legend legendary baseball players would be cool it seems like uh, you bring because you're not a huge baseball fan no but when you think of sports memorabilia and classic stuff like that yeah you, you tend to go to baseball before the other sports. right yeah i agree yeah, most definitely um and then question two what piece of ecu sports memorabilia all time <laughs> would you want to have oh, God. and i thought i went to hoops uh the akeem richmond ball that he hit the three at the buzzer to win the cit just because oh, yeah. that was such a fun moment. i remember how listening to it on the radio yeah that was that was very exciting to actually listen to a game like that jeff charles was fired up uh, yeah. on that call um yes. we had a lot of answers um the uh somebody wanted david garrard's helmet or the game ball from the ecu game against miami post hurricane mm. floyd oh which wow. would have been awesome um Jeez. jamie just says bryce's long hair from his playing days <laughs> <laughs> a lock of bryce williams yes. hair that came out of the uh helmet flowing there we go that'd have been not any how about ecu memorabilia mm. did you steal any of like justin hardy or shane cardin's uh i don't know game worn jersey or something That'd be no cool. <laughs> uh try that mm. have to give me a second chandler there. what'd you say from rough his uh sweat towel a rough towel oh coach in, in his first year he always had like a white towel around his on his shoulder when he used to oh yeah sweat and stuff. you want the rough towel want that'd be pretty rough, cool rough sweat towel um goodness maybe like the the blocked uh, punt when, uh, from the Virginia Tech. T.J. Lee blocked punt ball. Yeah, because I was actually, I always remember seeing the picture when we have like our team meals in the smaller center deal. Hall. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, you just see it and, and whatnot. So probably maybe like that'd be a cool ball to have, um, just because it is a cool picture and we won that game. And that's, right. that's the first thing that comes to mind there. Um. How about this, Bryce? You actually were on the field making the plays. If you could have – so in baseball, you get your first hit in the majors. Mm-hmm. They stop the game, get the ball. It seems like football, you make a play or a touch. Like they don't, you don't get to keep the ball or anything. Not if you no. could have one piece of memorabilia, jersey, ball, turf, goalpost, whatever, from your playing days, what would it be? Like a memory for you. Well, I mean, I was fortunate. I've got the football I scored my, you know, in the with the Cardinals. I've got that football, my, you know, my first NFL touchdown. That's cool. So I've got that awesome. ball. Um, maybe an ECU. I've got like a few, like I think like two ECU footballs, but I think they're just random. Um, maybe like me you know, my first touchdown against Virginia Tech. You know, that was my first career touchdown at home. So. Get that first collegiate probably, touchdown. Yeah, so that maybe probably that football would be cool. Um, lucky enough to have some two helmets. Um, what helmets you got? Just the purple ones. Mm-hmm. So I've got two of those. And probably, I'd like probably a better football. I don't have any, like, good ECU footballs. I don't even know. Actually, I don't. Just like a game ball yeah, like of any a kind? Good game ball would be cool to have. Um, got the cleats, gloves, 
Jersey, Shane Cardin's. Do you have anything? Uh, what do you got from Shane? Nothing. I was making a joke uh, in case he ever listens <laughs> to me asking, I want your jersey. <laughs> but, uh, um, yes, I got all four. Do you have that like things? Where Where's your Cardinals ball? That is, uh, mom and dad probably have it. Mom and dad were able to. For Christmas, they put it like in a glass case yeah. thing, and my mom's friend like wrote the score to the you know to the game and stuff like that. You got any rings? How many rings you got? Bowl rings? Uh, I've got four or five bowl rings. Of course, only two. Uh, I think I have four, four or five. Can I have one of your uh, losing bowl rings? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want those anyway. I'll give you the Birmingham bowl. Yes. Because the only because the Marshall beef of Brady's and the other beef of Brady's is the ones that we actually won. So yeah, I don't really don't care about the other ones. I mean, getting a ring for just going to a bowl is kind of cheap. I mean, you Very you much agree so. with that? I agree. So I mean, hell, I might just uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see where that where they are. Yeah, ask pops you if uh, you can pass that on to yeah. somebody hey, like I'd myself. Be here and sitting in my dresser that's for sure <laughs> adam on twitter has a good one adam says jeff confer's termination letter <laughs> oh god uh by the way i saw we're gonna uh our checks that we're continuing to write to jeff confer are coming to an end soon or they have ended so that's I want good one of the enough. checks <laughs> yeah <laughs> hell yeah i would like to take that baby to the bank right now uh pack the jungle on twitter said i'd like some of the turf of the goal line of the peach bowl from the we believe season oh, yeah. know a guy. uh i know a guy <laughs> i know a guy that's got that you know the guy bryce his name's troy d sure i say troy d probably has it uh gator says my dad actually dug that spot up where luke fisher landed it's still painted purple he's got it in a box in the closet I'll try to find the picture I took of it. Well, dang, it's in the closet. I don't need What's it doing it. in the closet? Grass can't grow in the closet. I know. It's dead now. I want to believe that story, but that's that's a tall tale yeah, right there, you buddy. Put that in the closet. You put it like in a case. Chris Bray said, I wish I had got some of those hedges that were taken up to build the boneyard. What if you took Dowdy Ficklin Stadium hedges and just put them in the front yard? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. Cool. I think my brother, ha- oh, he probably don't have any more. When we beat West Virginia, and that was before the Boneyard, you know, yep. stormed the field. I think he's got, I don't know if he's rising, but the uh, grass from that game. 2008. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome win for the Pirates. Yes. All right. Steven uh, has a good one on Facebook. He says Van Eskridge interception ball versus Houston to seal the CUSA championship game. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Case Big Keenum tipped by uh, uh, Travis Simmons, and Van Eskridge picks it off. Eskridge. Eskridge. Mm. And then it's just Daddy Ficklin Stadium going. Charlie, see if you can find that call. Um, it might be ECU beats Houston. Um, something like that. See if you, is Charlie. I know she's doing something. Did you hear what I said? Can you pass that along to her? Uh, yeah. Can you find the uh, the call, f- um, the interception by 2009 uh, championship? Yeah. And I think it's called like ECU beats Houston, maybe or something like that. Um, and then I was able to. Now that we're on this topic, I wish I could go back in time. I was able to go on the field after that game, and I wish I could have gotten some turf. I could have been like a miniature Troy D. Like After that been, game, it would have been like uh, some nice soggy turf. Yes. Put it in a baggie. Uh, Patrick's got a good pirate radio memorabilia answer. Chandler's Little Black Book. 
could use an empty book for my son to color in. <laughs> oh! oh! That's pretty good. Oh! That was burned. Excitement time! Wow! Well, that was supposed to be that. I like the time, too. Was it labeled Van Eskridge interception? That'll work, too. Let's hear that. Crowd coming to life. Trying to help out the home folks here. Pirates. One of the best crowd pops. Right here coming up. USA titles. And right now, Houston, down six, has got 50 seconds left in the ballgame. Looking. Going to go long for the end zone. And the ball is bounced and intercepted. Eskridge. Dang. Just the chills, buddy. Bud, I, did, that's, I tell you what. <clears throat> that was home game? That was, that was the championship. The championship at home. 07 or 08? 8, 9. 09. December. God. Second uh, championship. 09. It was cold and rainy that day. Dang. Yeah. We could have had one. Were you, hey, at, you know, were you at the game? Here's no, the thing. I was watching it. That crowd pop, you would have thought that was a 80,000 field stadium. Dowdy Ficklin, even without the boneyard at the time, was not even filled that day. It was an wow. ugly, ugly day. It was an ugly day. People, I mean, there was a decent crowd, but for a conference championship game, there wasn't a lot of people there because of the weather. But that, I mean, you mm. wouldn't have known with that crowd pop that you just heard in that audio bit. That sounded good. I could listen to that again. Let's do it. Crowd coming to life, trying to help out the home folks here. Pirates. Ron Franklin, the, the great Ron Franklin on the call. Yeah. Conference USA titles, and right now, Houston, down six, has got 50 seconds left in the ballgame. Looking, going to go long for the end zone, and the ball is bounced and intercepted. Eskridge. Man, just the, let the roar. Cr- and just let the crowd talk. Yeah, that's, oh, a, that's, that's good, good broadcasting right there. That's good. Good call, Stephen Allen, who wants the Van Eskridge interception ball versus Houston to seal the Man, championship. I'm going to hear that kind of rumble. Yes, sir. And uh, you will be hearing that for the first time against your former team. Marshall? That'll be the first home game for the Pirates this year, Bryce Williams. Dang. What date? Uh, let's, date? let's make it a date on the 9th of September. September 9th. Yep. I'll be in the big house before oh, that. Oh, man. Yep. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll talk some spring football. We'll hear. I uh, got a few Mike Houston cuts. We'll play. Um, I think we said last week hadn't heard too much from the tight ends, and uh, we heard Mike Houston talk about Shane Calhoun Monday on the Brian Bailey show. So I'll play that for you. Yeah. Also, Bryce, I want to do this tomorrow at five. Donnie Kirkpatrick will join me. Mm. If you could, if you if you don't want to participate, that's fine. But if you can think of a question, rather than me passing it along, I want you to say it into the microphone <laughs> so I can play it for Donnie tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. have one question you want to ask Donnie, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to allow you to do that. I got a funny one, but we'll wait until it's all We can do two. We can do multiple. So we'll do. We'll have Bryce's questions for Donnie Kirkpatrick. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk some spring football. Six to six. We're all knotted up. We got a good one going on at Johnson Stadium, East Carolina and North Carolina. Pirates going for the upset. We will continue to monitor that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. And have more Slim 80 for you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I need to get serious on this. Here on a Tuesday. <laughs> Bryce wants to see less dancing from the lacrosse team. It's time to get serious. They they dance Surf. the they dance hey! a lot. Yeah, like. Well, they they dance after every goal. Uh huh. <clears throat> okay, so if there's a lot of goal scoring, you're going to see a lot of dancing. A lot of dance. But they also are a very high energy group, and mm-hmm. that's how they they support you know the girls that are out on the field is you know by doing dances and uh-huh. cheers and all this other good I stuff i like it Bryce it's kind of like call um the the chance and softball yeah yeah they're they're the they're cheerleaders it. on the sidelines so that's right because there are no cheerleaders here bryce is a act like you've been there before yeah, yeah. get serious get serious it's you, time to get serious yeah because the last time you celebrated you forgot to go back out on the field so <laughs> exactly. you have to be serious he God speaks from experience. Exactly. I wasn't serious. <laughs> I thought it was just a game. Six to six as we head to the fourth quarter. What a game. Get to your ESPN Plus right now, people. Hey, or hey, just Sam. listen to us. Hey, Sam. All right. Um, where to go? Robert is chiming in about memorabilia. He had Skip Holtz sign his ticket, which has his face on it, from his first ECU win versus Duke. Oh, nice. And what a fun day that was with uh andre allison catching a 50-yard pass from mm. james pinkney picture perfect for a pirate touchdown james or patrick james oh there's two pinkneys on back to back pinkneys what is the like what is the percentage of that uh 17 <laughs> <laughs> um you had james going at least 05 maybe part of 04 05 06 wow. and then patrick Kind of took over right after that. And guess what? Are they Ken? Nope. Crazy. Crazy. Mind blown. We caught up with James Pinckney for the first time in since his playing days during COVID. He is down in Florida training quarterbacks, and it was a really cool conversation. And uh might need to reach out to him again. It was fun to catch up with him. He has looked at Bryce. If you ask Pirate fans, how would you word the question? The... Um, toughest luck quarterback the toughest quarterback mm-hmm. because he did not have an o-line and would just get pounded Jeez. but man he could sling the rock he could chunk it and with a good o-line he would have been a really good quarterback here Dang. but uh that's the kind of the way pirate fans remember him uh all right so let's see if there's anything else before we move along here oh steve chiming in sean taylor's first nfl game worn jersey that would mm-hmm. be cool as a sean taylor fan ricky henderson's 939th stolen base dang ricky ain't giving up that base 
That's Ricky's base. Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. All right. Um, here's what we'll do now, Shirley. I want to hear Mike Houston talk about Shane Calhoun from Monday's edition of the Brian Bailey Show. Talked about the receivers a little bit and wanted to mention Shane Calhoun and just the, yeah. the way he's playing. He, he had a great spring. Yeah. Uh, the best spring he's had and has really... Uh, he's worked very, very hard on his body, uh, and he really had uh, a spring. We feel like he has the complete package coming out of the spring. Uh, he was—he's a very good blocker in the run game. Uh, he has shown improved uh, abilities in the receiving game, improved abilities run after the catch. Um, I really think he's poised to have a, a big year for us this fall. All right, so all around tight end Shane Calhoun. We kind of group the tight end labeled the tight ends remember last year bryce as ryan jones your receiving tight end mm-hmm. aaron jarman your blocking tight end shane calhoun somewhere kind of in the middle yeah. there um but i expect him to to have a big year for the pirates he is a really when you look at the returning offense he jalen johnson josiah hatfield are really all the only knowns right now mm-hmm. for ecu uh, you look at it last year, 25 catches, just 202 yeah. yards, had a couple of touchdowns. But I could see the catches double. get to, I was going to say 40. You're going 50? I I could I could see a, a double. And right? I could see those yards double, and uh-huh. I want to see the touchdowns uh-huh. more than Tugs, double. double. Go to five? Yeah. Well, that's good to know that Coach Houston is um, – well, Shane's, you know, say Coach Houston says that about Shane, and Shane seems to have taken the, um, the winner – you know, serious, and which I'm sure he has in previous years, but you know, obviously, as you get older, you're like, man, start to it just clicks maybe just a little bit more. And um, so it'd be cool to see him, you know, in uniform, see how his stature's looking, and um, you know, the fact he's, you know, obviously being complimented on blocking because that is a huge thing um, for tight ends. And then if you can catch and uh, run some good routes, I mean, that's all you need. He's got to represent that 80. Ugh, you dang right he does. He's got a lot to live mm-hmm. up to. That's right. Wearing that 80. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, tomorrow, Bryce, Donnie Kirkpatrick going to join me on the show. Mm-hmm. If you could, we'll, uh, we'll be quiet so you can mm-hmm. lay down some tracks. Let's see. Can How you throw out a few questions? Like a few, two, I mean, three. that's up to you. Right now, Let's you see. are you're interviewing Donnie yeah, Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Coach K, I know you're listening. <laughs> First question, what would you say your favorite number? What is the first number that comes to your mind? Give you a second answer. That probably won't take too long. Okay. Second question is, what is the percentage the tight end will be the first read on the pass plays? I know what number I got in my head that I'm slightly biased towards, but I'm going to see what you answer. Um... You know, my third one is uh, – I'm drawing a blank, Coach K. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I will stick with two. If something pops up there and right. as I go along, I'll throw one out there. There you go. Bryce, <laughs> good job, Bryce. Thank you. Uh, what is your number for the tight end question? I mean, I think it's in, I, a no-brainer. We need to at least have it about a mm, – I'm going uh, – I won't, I won't be too crazy – Got to spread the wealth, but I don't see why it shouldn't be 50. 51%. I'm just kidding. I'm just being a little, I'm being a little crazy. I don't know. I mean, like a, a first read guy. Do you remember, uh, okay, how about your days? 
Well, how many plays were you the first option on? I know at least one when you lined up at tackle that time and went right yeah, down the when, middle of the field. Uh, we had several, you know, a handful that were red zone, first op, first yeah. read, um, gross. And uh, that was that was me. That was pretty much first read there. Um, how many times were you the first read and Shane immediately looked and threw it to Justin? <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling. <laughs> Too many. My goodness. I tell you what. I'm going to have to talk with Shane about that. Yeah. 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 I don't understand why he'd throw it to Justin over me. I don't know. I know. What's that guy? guy. Yeah, What's he got that you don't I got? I like he can catch the ball. <laughs> uh, you played with some pretty talented receivers there, Bryce. Yes. No doubt about fun. it. I love watching them. Uh, and we still look back fondly on those offenses and those numbers. Uh, did you know that, like, you were, when you're in the middle of it, that you're playing in a record-breaking offense? Like, did you know you were going to be coached uh, by the guy that's going to be at USC in a few? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it's just kind of crazy to look back on it. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, think about, the, I mean, it, I mean, the plays he drew. I mean, just showing what he drew up for, you know, just the tight end. I mean, literally all the plays, creativity that it was. It wasn't. There we go. Speaking of creativity, Please you want to talk about a top ten? Give me a replay on that. Certainly, they will. Oh my goodness gracious! Amazing pass. And then the finish, almost like a backhand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. East Carolina up eight to six. Oh, oh, backhand, a backhand. Oh gosh, hey, be careful throwing that thing. In. That is a beaut. My goodness, folks, this sure. ECU lacrosse team. <laughs> is that an unsportsmanlike in field hockey throwing this? She did do a Jose Batista <laughs> bat flip there, a bat toss. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain it's probably frowned upon that you throw it that far, but I've seen them chunk their their sticks because you know when they score a goal, they have to throw down their sticks so that the referee can inspect it. Uh-oh. So that is true. I think you're supposed to more drop it oh, than okay. chunk it. Technically, you're supposed to drop it, but, but you have to uh, immediately get rid of it. Why do you yes. have to get rid of the stick? Because they have to check the basket. Next question is oh. why, and I don't know the answer. Oh, exactly. Make sure the bat. To make sure that it has not, um, because the I believe it's the depth of the curve um, has to be a certain. Uh, so what they do is they'll drop the ball in the basket, they'll take it out, and they'll also turn it over and put it on top. And if it doesn't roll correctly, then the stick has been altered in a way because of competition, and they have to switch no sticks. Yeah. And then they, they make it a no goal. I believe so. I right? believe I yeah. believe that's correct. After every goal. Mike P, I, let us know if you're still. Yeah, listening. I was going to say Mike P could probably explain that a little bit better than I could. Huh. We got some other memorabilia um, answers up here. Chris wants Jose Canseco's used steroids needle. Real focused. I want the hat he wore when it bounced off his head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the Homer that bounced off his head. Do you want the ball or the hat? No, I want the hat he wore. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the all time That's got to be a hell of a hat. Um, Let's see. I saw a couple others. Pirate Treasure wants Jeff Blake's jersey from the Peach Bowl. Jay Pizzle wants a Damon Magazoo jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Mags. Chad says, I have a team signed ball from the Peach Bowl and a piece of the goalpost. He's got everything. Well, ain't you cool? Is he the one that has the grass? Fancy. Is he the one that has the grass in the closet? Nah. Oh, I'm different. Say, dang, I don't. 
uh jay pizzle also wants a jeff charles headset which will be awesome and a keith leclerc signed 23 jersey which will be very awesome as well all right let's take a break and surely we have got to open up the booty bag booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere check out this uh league we're in bryce let me pull it up real quick the American Athletic Conference in lacrosse includes Vanderbilt is in our conference. What in the world? The Florida Gators are in our conference. How in the world is that? It's crazy. Because there's very few schools that actually have lacrosse Uh, in the South. In the South. So you have to kind of combine certain schools to make up a, a league. So we're trying to chomp the Gators this year, buddy. Wow. We got them next. That's cool. I keep ref- I don't know why I kept referring to this as field hockey. I just let it go. <laughs> field hockey actually uses what looks like hockey sticks. Right, with a little hook at the end, a little yeah. wooden. All right, so we I know this show we have Wood Ducks tickets to give away, two of them. We've got a clear bag, which is really cool. And what do we call it? The booty goodie bag or goodie booty bag? I forget what we called it. Call it what you will. Also, some koozies. We're giving all that away. Anything else we're throwing in? I'll throw in Dang. a $10 gift card to AJ's. How about that? Let's throw that in as well. You must come pick this up. Yes. yes. You have to come by the studio to pick it up. Don't make Troy D. sigh if you're an out-of-towner. You must come, be able to come pick this up from the station. 317-1250, what caller are you looking for? I'll go with caller 12 today. We got a thriller at Johnson Stadium. Tar Heels score. It's 8-7, to seven, just under 12 minutes left to go. We'll keep following this one and have more. And we also have a lineup for EC Baseball tonight, and we can go over that when we come back as well. Let's do it. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox? or filler. Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Bobby Swords of Winterville was the big winner today of the Downey's Wood Ducks prize pack and a $10 gift card to AJ McMurphy's. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Tell him I know Bryce Williams. You about deals? <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is turning me on to Facebook Marketplace in here. Money talks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Can you be my uh, kind of the middleman here? My sure. agent? I don't know what you want to call it. My money guy? Listen here. I'm interested in your product, but first, uh-huh. got you got to talk to my guy, Bryce. Mm-hmm. I'll lay it on him. Like Bryce Big Money Williams. Uh-huh. Man, let's... Uh... <sighs> Let's have a chat. Yeah. Yeah. 
sit down for a second <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right good that stuff would be, that would be fun to bring bryce long into a facebook marketplace transaction oh yeah i feel like he'd help get that price down oh, to yeah, where it sure. needs to be hey you start doing this you walk around give it a little kick shake your head rub your chin <laughs> What do you act disappointed? Kind of? Oh yeah, yeah. You kind oh, of, yeah. You kind oh, of look yeah. at it, and like, mm. Mm. grunt, grunt a little bit. <laughs> then mm. you're like, well, let me see if this thing reclines. Pop it in there, hey, act like it's stiff. <laughs> I got a little problem here. And then you sling it back, fall out of it, and say, "Thank heaven, son." And then what? Sue him and I'll give it? you forty. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> Okay. I'll risk it for 35. Exactly. And See, nothing more. I remember one time I had a uh, a TV stand that was made out of glass. It was a very nice TV stand, but I needed to sell it. Mm-hmm. I put it up on Facebook Marketplace for 80 bucks. I was just really trying yeah, to get rid of it. That's and then it was 80 bucks. That's now, I wish, <laughs> I wish Bryce was with me because it was one of the lessons I learned uh, with dealing with people from the Facebook Marketplace. This lady wanted to purchase it. She said, I'll take it. I was like, all right, meet me at this place. Uh, make sure you bring a vehicle because you're going to need to pick it up. Make sure you have plenty of room. This thing's kind of heavy. She comes out. She brings her son. They load it up. And when it came time to pay, she literally loads it into her SUV and then turns and looks at me and says, I'll give you 40 bucks for it. Wow. Ooh, that's, mm. And I went, I mean, like, you want to talk about a train of thought hitting the brakes? I was like, hold up the price said 80 but i was like okay so i have two choices here Mm -hmm. i can either take the 40 bucks or i can say no no deal and make her take it back out of the suv and bring it back and i wanted to get rid of it so i i ended up taking i ended up taking the 40 bucks but now if i had bryce with me Mm -hmm. bryce would be like no the problem was those people had bryce with them that was, that sounds that's, like a Bryce Williams yeah, move right there. That is a total Bryce <laughs> yeah. Williams move. Jeez, yeah. So I, I learned that um, when I put something up for sale, that the price is firm. This is how much it's going to be, and I am willing to negotiate, but the price will be agreed upon before pickup. Uh huh. So it was a hard lesson to learn at that moment, but I could have used a Bryce Williams yep. at that at that moment because right. I would have looked at you and said Bryce take that thing back out of mm-hmm. his SUV you hold that hand out alright pay me and then yeah you don't walk out the store and right. then pay me yeah, yeah. so I, I yeah hey lesson learned lesson learned yeah the biggest thing is you act like you don't need to sell it and then you see how desperate people are oh yeah 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 huh? but All at right. that moment I just wanted to get rid oh, of it oh for sure so. yeah I, you should I teach told, a class I've been there on before. this that's good stuff. Good, good. First See, one these, to speak. These are things that should be taught in school. Yeah, exactly. Life, life situations. First one to speak in a negotiation, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first thing you need to do, just getting a standoff, a silent, a silent standoff. Uh, just kind of stare down. Yep. First one blinks. <laughs> yeah, blinks. Oh, okay. Price just went up or down, hundred bucks, <laughs> depending on what side you're on, of course. <laughs> Oh, I really got to go to the bathroom. I, as soon as I go to the bathroom, I just lost the yeah. deal. I, yeah. I got oh, screwed. Yeah. yeah, that old man, we were selling these camper shells, and uh, he said, well, is it in good shape? And I'm like, well, you know, they're used. I'm like, yeah, they're in good shape. And um, 
you know, in my, in my eyes, good shape is no holes, no dents, no broken window. You know, it's a camper shell. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of, you know, scratches on but whatever. He had drove like an hour and 20 minutes or whatever, and he walked out and looked at it and said, got all pissy and said, oh, I thought you said this thing was in good shape. I said, well, it is in good shape. Your definition might be a little different than mine. <laughs> and he drove off all the other. I said, well, bud. Wow. You're the one who wasted your time. I'm just, I'm right here. <laughs> so that go. was on him. That's on you, buddy. Uh, all right. Uh, real quick. Robert wants the Dallas star that Terrell Owens got jacked up on after showboating in midfield. Ooh. So, oh, man. Okay. That's, that's fair. Denny Hoover wants, uh, he said, ECU paraphernalia I would like to own. Could that be a pirate radio shirt and hat autographed by all the pirate radio people for a keepsake? I think we can make that happen. We can Danny. make that happen. All you got to do is trade me a Lane Hoover game used bat, <laughs> and it's yours. Just kidding, I, I Danny. Want, we can I get want, that done for you. I want Lane's home run ball. Oh, <laughs> I've got EC memorabilia. I have a Turner Brown used baseball bat. That is true. Dang. You got it at the equipment sale. Mm-hmm which other people can find some cool stuff at the equipment sale coming up later on this month on the 29th of mm. april no don't tell anybody about it just kidding it's on the 32nd <laughs> april 32nd. april 32nd head don't on out there about it? i want to get some stuff <laughs> uh-oh tar heels pulling away it's now yeah. 10 to 8 in Yikes. the fourth quarter unless it's six and a half minutes to go yeah all right, we got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. So let's take our final time out and we'll wrap up the show with Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. Oh. When we return, we had a duck walking through earlier today, Bryce. I'm glad you won't hear. Uh oh. You might have put oh, a bullet would, in uh, it. He would have taken him out. Uh oh. It was a big old duck. It was uh, one of them. <laughs> one of them down eastwood ducks <laughs> was hanging out with us earlier that today. That looks more so like a mallard. Okay, mallard. Well, uh, yeah. Either way, it He's made it. How much you want him. for it? I would have tackled it. <laughs> it made it out of here alive. I'm gonna pay you to just sit in my house and. <laughs> Denny says, "Can it be a wood bat from practice?" Hell yeah, Denny, it can be, mm. and I will take it right now. I, see, I'm a terrible negotiator. He just won the deal, but I'll ah. I'll take it. I could have got a lot more, Bryce. Dang, I know. Messed up. All right, we'll take a break. Pirate outdoors, then we'll wrap it up after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show it was a mixed day for the stock market as the dow was up 98 points and closed at 33,684. the nasdaq was down 52 points at 12,031, and the S&P was down one-tenth of a point, closed out at 4,108. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Summer baseball. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, Bryce, I tell you. 
Shirley Rose, Chandler Honeycutt, Bryce Williams here. Bryce, we got to do... I'm sorry, I didn't save a lot of time for you. Good. Lightning round of Pirate Radio Outdoors. Tell us what you've been up to since we last spoke with you. Well, it's tur- this past Saturday was turkey season, so we've been in the woods chasing the elusive wild turkey, the uh, eastern wild turkey, that is. And um, we came close a few times. You know, just get one, but uh, Saturday morning I had one fly down, probably about 60 yards from the decoy. And but I was already, we were already contending with some like live hens that flew down, probably like 100 yards away from us. So he was looking at our decoys, looking at the live hens, and he was like, mm, "Peace out, I'm going to the party." <laughs> so unfortunately, didn't get that, and then they ended up going on another piece of property that we didn't. Um, the officer don't have. Uh, permission to go on and then we actually went this morning and man they were fired up gobbling everywhere but since we had the rain and we hunt in the river bottom places were flooded that we couldn't get to to pursue the turkey and so the hunt continues yeah uh they win this round but yeah more rounds oh uh, there's there's about 20 some more rounds okay maybe three weeks all right they won the battle, but not the war. Yep, yep, that's right. All right, Bryce, fun show today, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Enjoyed it. I feel like Thanks. we covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, unfortunately, it's like the Pirates are going to drop this one to North Carolina. They're down 12-8 uh, in lacrosse. ECU baseball about to get underway against Old Dominion. We will check in with you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, Slim 80. I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.